Let's do a call before we start this one. Ghetto Gas Man, Phoenix, Arizona, formerly Long Island, New York. Opie, doing a great job. Carl, kick ass. But Joey, mm. take it away, Joey. Doing good too. Ah, thank you. The show's just getting better and better. Fucking awesome. And? And, uh. And? Fuck serious. We find ourselves once again in Times Square for another Opie Radio Podcast! Say something cool and Joey will will put like an echo to it. Boo-boo! Nah, come on, man. (laughs) Do like uh, rusing or something. What's rusing? It's ruizing. Oh. Ruizing. Oh, now you're finally going to tell me how, how, how to pronounce your last name. Well, because ruising sounds fucking dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> I took a ruising last night. <laughs> oh, boy, did you. <laughs> ruizing. Cruising for a ruising. <laughs> All right, we'll go with uh, ruizing. And so that means your last name is Carl Ruiz. Not Louise. <laughs> I said Ruiz. Ruiz, yes. Y- yeah. That's my name. That's what we're going with? Yes. All right, because most of the time you've told me, ah, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. What? It, of course it matters. But when it's, it's just... ruizing, whatever the fuck you said, then it matters. Uh, nah, ruizing. Right. I don't like that. You don't like ruizing? I don't like that. All right. I don't think anybody would like that, right? It sounds like a really bad sexual move. Yeah. What would the sexual move be? Oh, I talked to Gina. <laughs> you talked to Gina? Yes, I did. Are you serious? The, G- the Gina soap opera continues. Oh, uh, and Rob just grabbed his mic because he knows we're going to go to you, right? (coughs) You did that smooth, by the way. Real smooth. No one noticed that you were taking it out of a big, giant (laughs) mic stand. What did did Gina have to say? So, Gina. Yeah? Where is she? She's in my phone now, so we're good. Hold on. That's Jenny. That's Jen. You have a Jenny and a Jen? Yeah, I I messed that up all the time. I would imagine you did. So, I text her. Yeah. I said, would you be interested in going out on a date with Robert? Uh, She goes, I'm not interested in Robert, but I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of that, Robert? She goes, uh, yeah. I go, uh, she goes, obviously, but it would be funny as fuck. Robert's like a wet napkin. It's fucking happening. I'm wearing all leather. And I then, said, fuck yes. Yeah. She said, he's too nice for me. You know I need an edge. I need someone with the, with an edge. I said, I'll be hiding in the bathroom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's going. It's We're going see. down. I can't wait. So now you've got your work cut out for yeah, you. Yeah, you got to get on. This is, this, these are life learning experiences, yeah, because, right? Just because she doesn't, uh, she's not interested doesn't mean you don't have uh, a shot here. There's no you just got to work harder. There's no such thing as not interested. Oh, right. Exactly. It's like saying, you know, every restaurant's a, r- a drive through if you don't care about your car. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you just got to fucking give it a shot. You gotta. I think you got to lose the collar uh, sweater combo thing for Gina, yeah. though, right? Yeah. He's got to wear like a black dress shirt. Well, I'm a chameleon. A black dress shirt. I can adapt. Yeah. You can? Oh, yeah. Uh, unbutton it about, what, three? And have a nice chain. Italian horn. <laughs> you might see the Mariana's Trench, though. That's where that's where the shelf, that's where the coral reef starts. You got to be careful. <laughs> that's the San Andreas fault right there. Right where the gut starts. <laughs> uh, what are you thinking, Rob? 
I'll give it a shot. Yeah? yeah. Look, it's for, for the show. Why not? Oh, Keep it button, though, because when you sit and you got the gut, you, oh, yeah. you don't want belly button cleavage. Right. No. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. going to bang it out, bro. Right, I think you could get her. I really do. But she's just sending the text messages. She's not interested. If I listen to my text messages, I'd be a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> You just got to play it differently, right? I, I take it as a challenge. You got to do the workaround. You got to call an audible, Robert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like I said. Which, what's going to be your move? I don't know off the top of my head. I know it already. Oh, boy. It's just going to start with like a dead pet story. <laughs> <laughs> my interest. I don't lead with my whole life story. Like, I tell you, I'm, it's. You can't wear that watch. You got to wear a normal. Girls don't like Apple watches. I'm telling you right I, now. I, I can do chameleon. I can I'll get you. I, I you can, can wear this Panerai. She'll like that. She right. likes expensive So you're going to give Robert I'm one gonna of your watches? I'm going to give him one of my watches. You're going to give him some pieces to I'm wear? Give him a nice piece. What size shoe are you? Seven and a half. Oh, she ain't going to like you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a seven and a half size oh foot? God. A short little Italian guy. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, seven and a half. I gotta look at this. <laughs> Let me see your kitty oh, shoes. It's my kitty shoes. <laughs> Carl's not the tallest guy. I'm, I'm an but, eleven. But you got you got giant feet. <laughs> you might have more problems than being nice. <laughs> Where do you get your shoes? Tom McCann, <laughs> Buster Brown, remember Baby Buster Cap. Stride Ray, Baby <laughs> <Baby> Stride Ray. <laughs> Wait, can we look at them again? Oh, oh my God! Look at those things. That they're adorable. <laughs> you, when it rains, you're instantly wet. Like your ankles get wet immediately. <laughs> How do you not tip over? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I didn't want to be the one to say. <laughs> that was like a train. I saw it coming around the like corner. The guy's wobbling down the street like he's on Man, stilts. You could sweep this guy's like two seconds. Oh my God, Robert! We learned something new about you every day. Oh, so much every day. Just totally break his ankle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're going to go out on a date with Gina, even That's though she's not interested. But do you know what? We're willing to play this out. I think it's going to work. I mean, the challenge is the fact that you said she's sober. Yeah. So that's a whole different, you know. I think, I think that you got to take all challenges are advantages. Yeah. yeah. So, so she's sober, right? That means her dating pool in New York has shrunk by 99.9%. Well, I mean, maybe you're one of those guys that says, I don't give a fuck, you're sober. I'm having some goddamn bourbon. Oh, I was, I'll I get was you a, I'll get out. you a ginger ale if you I need drank, it. I drank the whole time we went out. Did you? Oh, yeah. No, what is really the move? If, if the girl is sober, I guess you got to be a gentleman and try not to drink during the, uh, the date. Oh, that date's, that date's Well, apparently, good. but with her, that wouldn't work. Right. So what, what are you going to do, Robert? I'll drink. <laughs> I'll drink? you got to be yourself. Yeah, she's got to know who you are. All right. Right? I think yeah. it'll work. You don't think so? Yeah, hopefully we'll get a couple laughs out of it. (laughs) That's all we want. We just want a couple laughs. We don't give a fuck if you fall in love. Don't play footsies with those little babies. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, hide those things. (laughs) This is what I suggest. (laughs) 
Why, why does Robert give us the greatest laughs? I love Robert. No, we're in Times Square. There's plenty of uh, shoe stores. <laughs> Let's buy you a, like a sweet... I think he could get away with like a nine and a half. Just put a sock in the front. Yeah, and then All we'll right. stuff the toes so so, it, so she doesn't see your baby feet. <laughs> but you know what you got to do? You got to wear tapered, tapered pants because you got the... Um, the McLovin cut <laughs> on the bottom. It's kind of, you see? <laughs> you should be wearing a bell bottom. <laughs> Cover that shit up. <laughs> It'll look like a kid hiding up behind a curtain. <laughs> I want to see his bare feet so bad. And I'm, not, I'm not a foot fetish guy. But you I, no, no, I just want to see his tiny feet. <laughs> I just want to see him. Can we see one foot? Uh, I'm not taking my shoes My son now. is eight. And he's and, a 12. And his shoes would, 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 would uh, well, let me look again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Within a year, my son will be wearing shoes uh, that are bigger than yours. <laughs> what size are you? Oh, you've got a big foot. Not really. I'm about a uh, ten and a half. Why do you have holes in your shoes, <laughs> Pete? Why do you dress like a, why do you dress like you're the one that fell in the river with your twin brother? I just don't give a fuck. No, it's sad. Oh, I've been to your apartment. Yeah. It's nauseatingly beautiful. Thank Why you, sir. are you wearing? Oh, you got holes in the heel. Yeah. How much you have to walk? To the <laughs> <laughs> the, I'll have you know these are golden, uh, golden goose. No, they're broken shoes. But That's what they are. Very expensive sneakers. And, and, they were, but they're gone now. And my friend Justin Stangle has been bothering me forever. You remember the Stangle brothers? Yeah, I love those dudes. Um, good friends of mine, and uh, Justin has been reaching out. He wants Golden Goose sneakers, right? And uh, I've been like, ah, you know, they don't sell them where I used to get them. You got to go downtown. It's been this whole thing because they're really hard to find in New York City. Not many places have Golden Goose. He finally um, uh, sends me a picture over the weekend. Then he got his Golden Goose sneakers. They're beautiful. Right. And he's all excited. I go, oh, that's great, Justin, but you better find a cobbler because they wear out. They're they're six seven hundred uh, dollar sneakers and the and and the heel wears out. Well, why does the heel? I mean, it, it's like you're being dragged by a. Did you try to stop a horse? Were you on a horse? <laughs> <laughs> I just have this cartoon image. Like, what the fuck? My, my Uber wouldn't stop. <laughs> you tried to stop your Uber? I, I, I jumped on the back of an Uber and he dragged me a block or two. If there's, if there's uh, nothing says Opie shuffles his feet, it's that. Oh, I'll be you honest. Yeah, I drag my feet. Yeah, you drag. Yeah, I can tell. I just, I, I'm a dragger. Oh, my God. What? They're they're, and how old are the shoes? Um, they're 27 years yeah, old. Yeah, they're pretty old at this point. <laughs> The Walton wore them. It sucks when it rains. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, come on! Yeah, they got wet socks. Oh my god! But I got, but I got god, fashion. Bro, I get, I get, why? I get compliments for these sneakers from all the time. People, like, I, I can see your sock from the bottom. <laughs> Please call the Westwood One sales office so we can do more reads so that Opie can buy more sneakers. <laughs> that would be nice. Oh my. God. Well, at least I don't have tiny feet. Yeah, that's true. Right? But I got like ten and a half. But my shoes wear evenly. Well, of but, course. I mean, but Robert, my point is, like, I kind of these. I mean, I'm I'm a relatively tall guy, and I only have ten and a half. I'm you, five six, and I don't think you have sevens, by the way. You're saying lower? Yes. Ah, uh, they're seven and a half. They're at, they're seven and a half. I've been I'm, a seven and a half. It looks 15. like a five and a quarter. <laughs> 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 I mean, your size feet looks like 
Like Mikey. I, the, oh, God, remember when Obi said... What, what did I say now? I, it, like, you remember I said that you fucking say jokes that like hurt later? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. When, uh, well, I, I when have... we were talking about Mike and his body, and he starts asking me, he's like, real question. You think his mom was hitting the bottle through the whole pregnancy? <laughs> well, no. Well, yeah. No. Fuck me. Well, because half his body, I, you would swear if you look quick that he, you're, you were looking at a midget. I think you're allowed to say midget still, right? Little person. Little person. Little midget. Yeah, but Brad Williams, uh, the very funny comic, he says midget's still okay. And he's a little person. So then I get confused. If one of the guys is giving you the is giving you the okay to say the word that pisses off other people in your group, then what do you do? If Brad Williams says it's okay to say midget, can we say midget? All right, midget then. And have I'm a big fan that? of uh, uh, little people. Have you seen that the new movie on uh, HBO, uh, Dinner with Irve? No, not yet. Oh, it's great. I can't wait and to Brad see. Brad Williams is in it, playing himself. Oh, right on. Yeah, I can't but wait to see it. Through the entire film, Peter Dinklage wears a, a T-shirt that says "Bionic Midget," so I guess it's okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, what was my point? Oh, so Mike, uh, Mike, I think Mike wears what, like a 24-inch length jean? Uh, <laughs> Is even though, even though he's six foot one? <laughs> he could never buy capris. <laughs> they will always be pants. But then the, the top half of his body is in the normal range. So I said, do you think his mom was drinking during the pregnancy and then realized you know, with three months left, like, oh, shit, I got to be responsible and, and stop the drinking. And thus then, Mike isn't a little person. Are you she stopped that shit. Oh. Mid-pregnancy. So maybe Robert's mom did a couple shot of poos. <laughs> what was the I early 70s? Kidding. Drinking and smoking were allowed while you were pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Bomb hits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But we are here at Westwood One Studios. Oh, uh, in our lounge that we uh, we uh, put together, I like I like uh, doing this in here. It's nice, real nice. And today we got Anthony Scaramucci, the mooch, the mooch. Oh, you got notes and everything. Right? Oh, I got notes. All right, I actually like prepare for uh, for these things nowadays, Definitely. which is really strange to me. In the journal, in the journal, I got other stuff in here. I, you want to you want to know some of my thoughts? Oh boy, this always goes wrong. <laughs> I'll give you one. Okay. You Twitter revving up right now. <laughs> oh, fuck those guys. All right, here we go. Oh, that's the Bill Burr stuff. That podcast was fucking good, man. Bill Burr. People really, really liked that one. So they really liked us up front in that one. Yeah. We crushed before Bill even came in, man. And the people uh, said, "God damn, were you guys funny?" Uh, there you go. Um, Sean Michaels. Had the greatest mullet of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually in there. <laughs> I dare you to come up with someone else that had a better mullet as you, la as you laugh at my observation. Brian Bosworth. Brian Bosworth. Fuck. <laughs> Let me write Brian Bosworth. I think the Boz had a better mullet, the honestly. At one point... When he was in Panama Beach, Florida, he had it braided oh my across God. the top. Man, you might have just uh, <laughs> you might have just given the title to Brian Bosworth. The mooch is on his way. The mooch is on his way. Like, is he? He's on his way up. Mina just said he's coming up on the elevator. Really? Should we keep going? Let's just I keep going so. until he yeah. gets here. The mooch has a, a fine, uh, fine head of hair. He's a good-looking dude. He is a good-looking dude. His father's from Umbria. What's what's Where Umbria? The truffles come from in Italy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He comes from a very uh, traditional Italian family. I saw the documentary, and his mom, his mom is stereotypical. 
Italian out there in Port Washington on Long Island. And she saves uh, all of the Mooch's articles. Does she really? Oh, yeah. So a big banking guy, right? He's a hedge fund guy, the Scaramucci. That's, uh, that's where he's made his bucks. He went to Harvard Law School. I think, right? He went to Harvard Law School with Obama. How no about that? Shit. And he asked Obama a question and then basically said to Obama, we went to law school together. I also went to law school with you with uh, Brian Mathis. It's great uh, to back see you. in the day. You've done very well. <laughs> <laughs> the Mooch! Finally! crew, man. I do. Nice hey, to meet you, Anthony Scaramucci. Opie, what's hey, up, brother? Opie, I know who you are. I'm Robert. <laughs> I know who you are. I don't know if that's <laughs> good. You're all about too, man. I don't know if that's you're in good. Trouble like me, man. <laughs> we. Uh, this is what makes us New Yorkers. This is why we're here. I've been I've been don't bothering you on Twitter to do don't the podcast, and now finally you're you're here, Anthony seven. Scaramucci. Yes. So you don't go to Washington, Opie. What do you mean? I'll be right outside. Why won't I go to Washington? Yeah, what do you want to be a senator? What do you want to do? You want to be a senator? No, I used to go down to Washington. Um, you can go down to Washington to see the Smithsonian, but don't go down there to work. Oh, no, I understand that. But I, I went down there to work because XM was based out of there. So when I first went to Satellite Radio, we did our trips to Washington, and what a good time, man. Oh, no, no, no. Washington is a great place if you're not a politician and you don't hang out with politicians. Right. If you're hanging out with politicians, these are horrific human beings. Horrific. So why did you want to get involved with them then? Uh, stupidity. Yeah, don't <laughs> let, let me let me tell you something. Don't don't, don't read guy. your own like reviews on like Amazon. Like one guy said, this guy's so stupid. Scaramucci is so stupid. Harry Truman said, if you in Washington, you want a friend, buy a dog. Yeah. Scaramucci's so stupid that his dog would bite him. Okay. Oh right, you know, and, and the point is, I am stupid because I actually thought I was going to go down there. And possibly help and right. like affect change and like promulgate policy. Yeah, I've read too many books as a kid and probably watched Jimmy Stewart too many times in my life. You know? How shady I'm, is it there? They're the worst people on the planet. But but uh, how, how old are you? I'm 43. Okay, I want you to imagine in your brain. Okay, you uh, oh, focus. Okay, focus. This is a meditative moment. Focus. Got it. I want you to imagine the worst person that you've ever met in your life. You got him in your your brain. Yeah, he's right next to me. That's the worst person you ever met. That's pretty The worst person you ever met. might. I got. It. That's the best person in Washington. No, shit. really. Yeah, these are the horrific people. But horrific. I, I got to be honest with you, Anthony Ruthless. Scaramucci. You, you you came in a little hot though. I did. You came did. in a little came hot. In. <laughs> came in he lasted eleven in. days, and it was it was an amazing oh. eleven days. Oh, though. I just want to personally thank Opie and this podcast for yeah. getting the news correct. I was there eleven days. I, I know when that. People say ten days. It hurts my feelings. <laughs> Why jip me at a nine percent of my career? Right, I was there for 10, 11 days. I got. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I came in hot for a reason. You know why I came in hot? Yeah, I put my ego into it. I put my pride into it, and I wanted to kill Reince Priebus and Steve Bannon. Yeah. So if you're gonna work in the West Wing at a White House, don't start with a chainsaw and a face mask from Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Don't do it. Well, you, but you got it done in the end because they oh, they, were, got it done. they, they oh, no, were they were going they were going into Pennsylvania Avenue yeah. one way or the other. Unfortunately, I went out right with them. I know, and because uh, you they got Sometimes rid of you, yeah. they got rid of oh, you, oh, and then they got oh, rid of you. Saw my first press conference. I did. Of course, I, I did. It was amazing. Was high five! I'll give you a high five. I thought you were clutch, dude. I loved it. Right. I'm going to do my very best to get everybody. Let me just go in a, in a way that's somewhat. I'm going to go here first. When a crisis or a big thing comes up mm-hmm. and you put a very sophisticated message out at night and the president in the morning tweets something very different. Listen, I took trial advocacy at Harvard Law School. A little name dropping there if you don't mind. Okay. And so 
I'm not going to answer that because that's a hypothetical, and the first thing they teach you in trial advocacy is not to answer a hypothetical. I mean, if they're asking so me questions, <laughs> I'm firing back at them, no problem. Right. Let's go. Where do you get your balls big enough to ask me that? What do you think? Maybe uh, right? maybe Trump brings you back. No, there's no shot of that. I thought it was No awesome. shot at all, you don't think? No, please. Come on. They, 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 I, the reason why I make good TV and good po- co- podcasts is because I'm unpredictable. You don't know what's right. going to happen. Right. I mean, they need Washington is on spin cycle. New Yorkers, Opie, you, right. you look pretty good too. I don't know. Is this guy in the podcast? He's got really yeah, that's Robert. He's yes. got tiny right, feet. Just tiny feet. Check this tiny out. Feet. Wait, you're you're uh, <laughs> tiny feet. As look long as your hands are okay, you're going to be yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> what what, right, kind, what size shoe do you have, Mooch? Uh, uh, my size shoe is 15. No, <laughs> 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 but, nice but look at his baby. <laughs> look at these hands. <laughs> look at his baby feet, though. No, no, look at his baby feet. I'm going to bronze those like my mother did with my first baby shoes. Yeah, yeah. Put a little bit of bronze. Put a little bit of bronze on those shoes. We're, we're but gonna, you, you asked me a good question, though. Uh, which Wa- question? Washington is on spin cycle. New yeah. Yorkers are on rinse cycle. There's yeah. no chance I could go back. That's no well, can, all right. With, uh, you know the what? Politicians would bury me. They would say a bad thing about me to Trump every five seconds. But here's all right. Now we could get into some conversation. Yeah. I uh, I'm frustrated by Washington, and I don't have a side. Yeah. I, I don't have a horse in the race. I don't I don't like either side. They, well, I don't like either side. Hold on. Who, who has a horse? I like Trump because I campaign with him and I know him. And he's very different from the way they're trying to position him in the media. You know, that's all brainwashing nonsense. Guy's trying to do a good job. Yeah. He's flawed. Tell me a person that isn't. Right. Raise your hand if you're not. Right. But he's trying. And he also sees the stink and the filth of what these people are really like. This is a group of people that are so self-interested and they're feeding off the trough of the American people. You got 21 trillion in debt. You killed a million people in the Middle East. The infrastructure is broken in the society. The educational system is uneven. You killed 6,000 servicemen and women in 17 and a half years. You wounded 60,000 of them. You got 22 dying a day from PTSD. The Washington establishment is failing America. You know that. I know that. You don't have a dog in the hunt, but you know both sides suck. You know that, right? I mean, they well, suck. But you, but the Trump supporters, they're rabid, and they really believe he's going to fix everything. And now with this oh. economy that's doing so they, well. They, they've never had an advocate. You know, no, they've no, had 35 I, years with no advocate. He shows up and says, hey, yeah. I'm going to advocate for you. I understand all that, but a lot of uh, the middle class, which you're from, I'm from, yep. right? from Port Washington. I'm from Huntington, Long Huntington. Island, baby. I was Another at high review. five. Huh? Dude, I was at book review Are, on Sunday. For real? Yeah, I don't three, know about middle class. I had, you should have went I had, to, three, you, I had 300 people at book review. You. you should have went to my brother's restaurant, F.H. He's, Riley's, he's, down the street. He's poverty shaming you right now. Yeah, I don't, middle class. Oh, no, I'm lower middle class. Yeah. 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 I, I, lower middle, I was middle class. I was, my, uh, father, my father worked his ass off. We would peek up into middle class every once in a while. So, hey, man. Um, but what what is Trump doing? This guy looks like he's on a no-fly list. Is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> Who is, is he, that guy? He's an executive producer at the Food Network where I work. Oh, he's a big deal. Uh, okay, just checking. Okay. Carl's a big uh, Food uh, Network he's, star he's right. there. But he may be on a no-fly right. list. I'm not he may sure. be on a no-fly list. I can't vouch for people I don't vouch for people He can anymore. still get a gun, though. The NRA will <laughs> The NRA will let him pack an AR-15. All right, go ahead. All right, so here's the question. So I... I'm not a Trump guy. He's been on the radio show over the years, and he makes great radio. I loved him to death. But as soon as he hung up, we kind of were like, what an idiot. Like, he's such a uh, narcissist, and, you know, it's all about him, but he Mm -hmm. made great radio. Why did he make great radio? Why did he make great radio? Because he had no filter. 
And yeah, and he talked about himself in a way where we were kind of laughing at him and not with him. Okay. And we also loved that he would trash anybody, whoever was on his bad side. I, I do love th- that about him to this day. Right. Like that press conference that he uh, he. Oh, yeah. uh, he's a, it he's was a, amazing he's a how he's calling New Yorker. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Himself, right? But here's my question. So, but um, I have a lot of uh, family members and friends in the middle class. A lot of people down there in Philly. They all love uh, 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 Trump. Mm-hmm. The economy's doing so well. What are they getting at it? When does it trickle down to the middle class, uh, this economy? Okay, so, so it's a very, very good question. God just damn it. Back, thank you, Anthony. Okay, there's a backdrop. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, despite my Italian exoskeleton, I'm basically like a rabbi on the inside, right? Yeah. I've read like 6,000 books, went to Tufts at Harvard, got trained as an economist. And so what you have to understand about what he did policy-wise, it doesn't filter into the economy for 12 to 18 months. So the tax reform got cut in January of last year. And people are like, well, okay, well, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole problem with the society, okay? Education problem take 25 years to fix. You want to fix the deficit? That's 25 years. You want to fix the infrastructure? 25 years. Tell me, guys, there's three, there's four of us in this room. Tell me the politician you know in America that has a 25-year plan for America. Anybody? Oh, no. That's just no, like— But the Chinese got 50, 100-year right, right, right. plans. They want to. They believe in global domination. We're sitting here with a two-minute plan, right. and we're cussing out each other. And what are we doing? We got to cut it out and focus less on left and right policies, and focus on right or wrong policies. So, the short answer to your question is: it won't filter into the economy for another year. Right. It will be beneficial, but it will not be as beneficial as they're trying to tell you that it's going to be. Yeah. Okay. Moreover, the deficit is going to be a problem if we touch off inflation because what happens is you'll start spooking people and they'll cut back on our debt and then you'll start seeing interest rates rise. And once that happens, you'll really slow down the economy. Yeah, you, That's very bad. You made a, a great point about politicians, which drives me nuts. Uh, no one wants to go for the long-term uh, fix. They just want to survive their term in office so they don't want to make the tough decisions. Yeah, 100%. So yeah. Here's, what, here's what they do. They kick the can down the road. John Cain said, in the long run, we're all dead. They're like, okay, let's just have a frat party with the environment. <laughs> let's destroy the goddamn economy. Right. Uh, I'm, am I getting mine? What? You know that the Congress can insider trade, right? You know that? I know that. I yeah, told no that problem, right? Remember when I told you that? No yeah. problem. These guys raking it in. This poor guy, Chris Collins, thought, okay, if I can insider trade, let me include my family members. No, no, no. Just you, but. Bo- bo- just you, pal. The, the, your, your sons, they can't inside a trade. They're going to go to jail with you. Yeah. But you, no problem. In your account, do whatever you want. Go crazy. Is that fair? No. Or, or, are they subjected to the Obamacare health insurance? No, they, they got they a golden plan. Rolls Royce premium <laughs> plan for themselves. Right. What do they got? They got anything No, they we want. know that. Yeah, so what's we all know on? this shit. What, what, what are we but, doing, guys? So, so That's so why the American people hate these so, people. So right. American people hate these people. I got an 11-day PhD in Washington scumbaggery. Okay, I got a plaque on the wall. It says you now understand what a Washington scumbag is. Okay, I know these people now. I know what they're like. I know what they're going to do to you. I know what they're going to do to your family. You That's were the, crazy. and you were yeah. the one that had the Steve Bannon quote. Oh yeah. What yeah, is it right. again? I wrote it down because I don't want to. I said I, what it, you know. I'm not Steve Bannon uh, trying to suck my own cock. Right. Okay, do you, <laughs> one of the greatest oh, things oh, ever said. Awesome. Oh, 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 come on. That made me like a legend with the millennials. <laughs> yes. If I go down a block here to part of my take, the Barstool Sports guys made me the man of the year because of that. <laughs> of course. But do you remember what the question was, though? No uh, one no, remembers I do that. Not. So the ass-kissing, low-life Ryan Lizza, whose family I've known for 50 years, 
out on Long Island. This is Italian on Italian crime from Long Island. Right. He's hoo hoo he he hoo hoo he he with me, and he's saying, "I would like to do a profile on you in the New Yorker." And I'm like, "Well, I'm I'm not a self promotional Steve Bannon. What do you think I'm doing? I'm I'm sucking my own dick in my office." That's what I basically said to him. As blasé as that, he runs out and writes it like I'm on like crystal meth. Okay, talking. This is the most outrageous conversation that's oh, ever been had shit. with a governmental official. And then my buddy Chris Cuomo, who we disagree on absolutely everything, he like let me hear the tape. You listen to the tape because this is like two New Yorkers talking to each other regular. Yeah. Why'd you do that to the guy? Yeah. Uh uh uh. He did it to the guy for clickbait. So he got himself people to look at his article. Right. Yeah. He's been blown from the New Yorker. He got himself blown from uh, Rolling Stone magazine. Or Esquire. He's now an Esquire rolling. So the guy's a low life. That's a low sucks, life. man. And by the way, it was Italian on Italian crime from Long Island. Okay. And by by the way, his parents they can't get an Italian dinner reservation in the in the three towns located around my house. They won't ever let him back in the restaurants there. I that, got a question. I got but, a question. But, but it made you. But it made you. It made right. you a legend in the end, though. It didn't hurt but you. But I told the truth. What did the yeah. president say about Sloppy Steve, aka Adolf Bannon, right. in January of 2018? He said this guy's slop. Yeah. He's sloppy Steve Bannon. He's a very bad guy, and he's a leaker. Right. He's a leaker. Right. Did I not say that about the guy? Yeah. Now, you know he can't do what I said because his peepee's probably the size of a white Tic Tac, right? <laughs> so you know there's no chance he could do yes. what I said, right? This is the you know, stuff. You know, you know I, I should have won the fake news award for that, right? Yeah. Trump's giving out fake news awards. I'm like, where's mine? Well, how come I didn't get one? There's no way he could do what I said. I interrupted Carl. He was going to ask you a question. Yeah, so please. You, so... I, I, I researched it. You were, you've been making money for a long, long time in the private sector. Thank God. God bless you. I appreciate that. Now, can you explain to me how presidents become millionaires in reverse? Like, after they leave office, how, who and why do they get so much money? How do they get so rich? So here's what happens, okay? It's like a total cluster of ass-kissing. Right. And now the guy is the former president of the United States, the former most powerful person in the world. And so people like name dropping and people like access. Do rich people buy art? Yes. They do, right? So they collect people. And so I had Barack Obama at my cocktail party. I had Bill Clinton at my seminar. I had George Herbert Walker Bush at my conference, okay? People are name droppers jock sniffers and star fuckers are you aware of that yeah okay i'm aware of that yeah. i have a conference i'm like a wholesale distributor of name dropping star fucking and jock sniffing okay that's yeah. what i do for a living right so i get that <clears throat> and so what ends up happening is these guys leave office and they monetize off it and they and, and they're good at it and god bless them and, and people want to read the books so, I, they, so by got... the way by the way i would pay barack obama tomorrow yeah. to come to my conference he probably won't because i'm a trump guy but I would do it because my audience would love it. You may not like him. He's a charismatic guy. You may love him. I don't know if you like right. him or love him, but I'm saying he's a charismatic guy. He's wickedly smart. Right. And then people will leave there, and they'll say, I had lunch with Barack Obama. They'll forget the 2,000 other people that are in the room, but they'll say they had lunch with Barack him. is uh, uh, wow. very entertaining at those rallies as well. I mean, Trump obviously is is the Get, king of the rally. He was but... getting a little hoarse, though, after the eighth yeah, rally, Yeah, well, right? yeah, yeah, he did. The orange, the <laughs> he orange did, dynamo, did. right, age 72 <laughs> with the overcoat on, just powering through like 30 it's, rallies in 11 days, right? Is it true you went to Barack Lost? Barack was like drinking a little bit of like lemon tea and so forth. I'm just right? kidding. Keep the, it. The, the, both, day eight. He's like, man, this is not easy. With a little honey? With a little honey? Keep 
the voice to, going? I went, I went to law school. And this I, was I was going to ask you. So yeah, there's yeah. a funny story there. I didn't really know him in law school, right? You guys have figured out by this point I'm pretty straight up. Right. So I'm at a fundraiser. It's July of 2007 at the University Club. Senator Obama's there. My buddies that really knew him, who I knew, I'm writing him a check. I say, listen, Senator Obama, I'm probably going to bundle some money for you. And I'm writing you a big check. I didn't really know you in law school. Can I lie to my friends and tell them I knew you in law school? I'm giving you a big check. He looks at me and says, hey, if you double the amount of the check, you can take it right back to Hawaii. I thought that was great. You know I mean? <laughs> so you know what I, I ripped up the check. I doubled the check, and I handed him a higher check. Nice. So I awesome. liked him. Yeah. I, I have no problem. I don't love his anti-business strategy. I don't like the socialist aspects of him. But I think he's a good guy. I like him. Can I, smart um, guy. So obviously you're a Trump supporter. I, I watched the documentary. Did you watch Mooch? I watched Mooch. What would you, you think of that? I mean, I, I was I liked, like sweating I, through that. Man. Why were you sweating through it? Did you like it? I liked the I liked the Mooch. I was a little, you know, I was worked up because I had to relive the firing. I mean, you know. Well, that part is the best part oh, of the whole brutal, thing. But it, but I, what I wanted to ask you, uh, it's obvious if you watch the documentary, especially you weren't a Trump guy at first. You you were into right, no, Walker. Walker and then Bush. And then Jeb Bush. Yeah, I didn't believe Trump. I, didn't, I was looking at him like the way you would, would on a radio show. Right. He invites me up to his office. I after. got the invite, I swear to God. Yeah, and yeah, I, did, I didn't go, and yeah, I'm an idiot for not. No, I got the invite. He invited me up there. It was the day after The Apprentice. What, what, what happens up there when you get the invite? Well, I'm in the 26th floor. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm running for president. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no. I'm running for president. I said, you're not. Shut up. He says, what are you talking about? I'm not. I'm, I'm just telling you right now, I'm running for president. I just hired this guy, Corey Lewandowski. And I said, listen, I said, you're doing this for publicity, okay? I know you. You're not running for president. I've been on your plane. Yeah. Why do you want to carry the press around on your plane? I've been up in your apartment. you got 19,000 square feet. Why do you need... To live in a White House, 5,400 square feet on the second floor. <laughs> I said, you're not. Don't we're just going over you're square not, footage. You're not, you're not stepping down. <laughs> you're not stepping down into the yeah. White House. No, no, no. I'm the only guy to fix these problems. I'm running. I said, well, I'm already with Walker. I can't help you. He goes, after I kill Walker. I said, well, if, after you kill Walker, my clients are with Jeb Bush. I got to go to Jeb Bush. He goes, after I kill Walker and Bush, I said, I'll make you a deal. You kill Walker and Bush, I'll come work for you. And that's what and happened. That's what happened. And then you kind of changed your tune a little bit. Well, but, oh, well, I like him. I've always liked. Look, you. No, I li- I do. You, you know, I like him as well. But you, I don't. You I'm like? Se- uh, I'm sensing from you. You like him, but you probably don't love him as president. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. But you like? Because I'm not sure guy. if he's full of shit or not. I don't. I don't uh, know but, what Opie, to believe. Let me ask you this question: If you if he if he calls you, so let's go have a beer. In he a doesn't second. drink. Oh my god! In a second. Because he knows he's a ron contour. He's a gregarious guy. He's right. a funny can, sob. Can I tell you? You're allowed to curse on his podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know how many curses you got got out there already? No, who who else used to hang out with us? Was my mother was upset with the doc. She's like, you're cursing too much on the doc. I said, Ma, I learned how to curse from you. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think I learned this and, from? And his mom is a typical, I mean that in a good way, yeah. mooch. Uh, yeah. Italian, Italian matrona, uh, yeah, right? So She's opening up the trunk. Yeah. She's showing people a little saving, trinkets. S- saving all the press clippings. And, and she makes plaques that are all over that was the, the best, house. <laughs> that was the best part of the thing for me, though, right? There was some bad parts of the documentary for me, but the best part yeah. was when the, the Brit, like that lunatic asshole Brit, does yeah. like, Scaramucci is a jerk off. He's trying to pretend he grew up in the blue collar middle class. And then they cut to my mother in that little tiny house. Yeah. Right? Right. Remember yeah. the room I grew up in? Yeah. My mother's like, Yeah, there were two beds in here. They were fighting over the bathroom. There were five of us fighting over one bathroom. Then she takes you downstairs. She opens up the trunk with all my little trinkets in it. You know what That's I mean? Awesome. Press clippings but, and stuff. But what? I love the fact the Brit. Yeah. Because he's stuck in that caste system in Great Britain. He's like, There's no way this guy could have gone to Harvard Law School right. from that house. My parents thought it was Hartford Law School. They had no clue. 
When I told them I got in, they said, you're going to Connecticut? No, Ma, I'm not going to Connecticut. It's Harvard. Yeah, but it's in Hartford, right? No, Ma. <laughs> no, it's not in Hartford. It's Harvard. That's fucking awesome. I'm telling you the truth. You're, you're just trying to impress your, if I, your mom. And she my, Harvard. Invite, Jesus. Harvard. Invite, invite, my mother, invite my mother on a kid. She'll tell you. She didn't know. She had no idea what it was. Yeah. She just thought, okay, fine. He's going to be a lawyer. That's got to be. That's going to make money and be okay. And I was going to ask you a question, but I'm going to actually answer it. I was going to ask if uh, why didn't you get her a bigger house, but I think she's the type of person that's like, I don't need a bigger house. I want to stay right where the fuck I am. A hundred percent. I wanted her to have a bigger house. They're driving around in Mercedes. You know, I subsidize them. I was paid to I do all the stuff that you would expect me to do. As a but son. I begged my mother to move out of that house, and she said no. And I'm going to show you guys something. Now, you can't see this on the podcast, but I'm going to show you something. And just so everybody knows, I'm showing one of Donald Trump's girlfriends that he did not have to pay $135,000 to. And who's that? That's my mother with Trump. Oh, oh look, look at that. that. But I want you to look. That Carol Brady has called from the Brady Bunch. She wants her paneling back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Look at the panel. Right? I see the paneling. That's vintage 1970s. That. <laughs> you know that burnt wood paneling. Okay. I, had, I had it in my living room on Long Island. Uh, okay, okay. That's so you the, see that's, the paneling. That's so, a Long Island living so, room so, yeah. right there. So let me ask you. Okay, okay yeah. I made some dough. Yeah. I renovated that entire house. Everything is brand new in the house but that goddamn paneling. Ma, can I put sheetrock in the <laughs> No chance. No chance. I love that paneling. <laughs> it makes me think of when you were a little boy oh, and we were leaving the paneling. So what do you want that. me to do? You want me to change the paneling? She's 82 years old. I'm not yeah. changing the paneling. Right. But that's how I grew up, guys. Okay, that's why, you know, you got that from the doc. That's why yeah, I'm the no, way I understand. I am. I'm, so, gonna, uh, speak, I'm not changing now. Speaking I'm ready the do- to go. Speaking of the documentary. I fight like a seal, though. I'm ready to fight like well, a seal. That, well, that's what I want. These guys are coming after me. I'm going to come yeah. after them. Yeah, that's I'm what I'm not letting these guys Well, that's what I want to get into in the documentary because you did the switch to Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and well, one of the gr- best quotes that starts the documentary, uh, it says, to become president, you need name recognition. Yeah, well, the kid, I said, what do you need to be president? He said, credibility. I said, what are you, fucking stupid? You yeah. need name recognition. Right. If you got credibility after the name recognition, you got a shot. Right. But you don't have name recognition. No one's voting for you for president. Exactly. I like that. They, they got to recognize your name. Otherwise, they're not voting for you. So this wow. is the honesty of uh, Scaramucci. He goes, uh, when you switch to support Trump, uh, you said you you want people like me who could stand up to this motherfucker. I did say that in a documentary. <laughs> yes, you but did. He's a motherfucker. You know that, and I know that. I was That's like, what I like wow. I just think I like it's the way him. that you talk. I don't think people understand it. Well, you have I mean, street, it's, is street, it, straight, no, but what talking. do you want me to say? Trump is a hard ass. Okay, right. he's a tough guy. The guys around him are kissing his ass. So you, you know that, yeah. right? And so now you got a choice. If you're going to be a sycophant, that that's very close to selfishness and self-preservation for a guy like me. Right. If I'm going to be your friend, I'm going to be honest with you. Right. Okay. Loyalty and the word honesty are the same. Yeah. Sycophant is not loyalty. That's like liar spice from the Spice Girls, right? <laughs> they asked me on liar page six. Spice. They asked me on page six TV who's my favorite Spice Girl. That would be Liar Spice, <laughs> Sean Spicer, the liar. Okay, the biggest liar ever. Okay, Sean Spicer. Spice. That was the guy that was hiding in the bushes. The hiding in the bushes. <laughs> That's the bush guy, the right? Crowd, That's all I remember. The crowd that. size is the biggest yes. ever. Oh, Shuts whoa, whoa, the light, whoa. lights and the cameras off. This guy I, was a bad guy. Anthony, way. I gotta, I gotta defend him on that a little bit. Yeah. He, he was told to do that. That day was so obvious. So he he tell, was sweating. So then you you tell POTUS, hey, dude. I can't do this. Dude, I got news for you. Your yep. crowd size was smaller. Yeah. 
I can't go out there and lie to yeah. these people because you're going to ruin my uh, credibility. And then if you want me to leave because of that, then I'm going to leave. And you know what the Trumpster would do? Uh, I respect you. Well, now, here was another move. Here's another move he could have made. He could have said, okay, ladies and gentlemen, the president saying there were more eyeballs watching is inaugural. Let me show you this. I've got to pull it out of my pocket. It's a smartphone. 2009, this smartphone wasn't as smart as it is today. Right. But now in 2016, 17, people are looking at things on the phone. I'm telling you more eyeballs watch President Trump get inaugurated than President Obama. And I'm sure maybe they weren't in the mall. But they were right. on his phone. Can we go to the next question, please? Right. You saw my press conference. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. They were hammering right. me. I was hammering yeah. them. Why couldn't oh, you last right. more than 11 days? I would have watched You were my favorite. I would have watched every one. I would have watched it like a, like a sitcom. Oh, my God. Mom, stupid. the mooch is on at six. And I don't want, and I don't want, <laughs> to, def- I don't want to defend him, but it was pretty obvious that he was put up to that. I'm stupid. And he should have. You want to get your phone back? You lost it. He was put up to that. And you're right. He probably should have said, I cannot. Not do that, yeah. Um, yeah. Because you know what, he didn't do that because he's a political hack. Yeah. Okay. I built my own business. I made my own way in life. I paid all my taxes. I'm gonna look you straight in the face and tell you what I think. If you yeah. don't like it, fire me. Right. So boom, I got fired. But I didn't get fired by Trump. I got fired by Kelly. Now, yeah, Kelly Trump, and Conway. No, General no, Kelly. General, General Kelly. Oh, General Kelly. General Jack uh, is. General Jack I messed that one up me. a little bit. He looks no, like an asshole. He's a fucking the worst. Right. You know that, and I know that. Oh. He's the worst. Yeah. You know, this guy is a Southie from Boston. That's the only thing I got to tell you. And then on top of that, <laughs> done. On top, We're good. Uh, you're done, right? Yeah, that's and, it. done. A Southie from Boston. They're tough up there, though. Massively insecure. That's why he's like so fake tough. Okay, yeah. massively insecure. And so he blew me out in 13 seconds, and Trump let him. And so say, Levy, I'm a, I'm a big why boy. Why did Trump let him, man? You, gotta, you could get him on your podcast. Ask him why. I think what happened was he was getting killed over what I said about Bannon. Right. And also, Bannon's a sneak. He was calling the Freedom Caucus, and he was having guys like Mark Meadows call Trump and tell him, you got to get rid of this guy. He's an unguided missile and blah, 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 blah. But the truth of the matter is you've seen me on TV. Yeah. I don't lose my cool on TV. I'm straight as an hour on TV. I was talking to a friend right. who I trusted. Yeah. And that was my mistake. I'm accountable for it. I own it. It cost me my job. And let's move on. He recorded right? you, I mean, I, He too, recorded man. me without my permission. No kidding. That, that was obvious. Is I, this on the record? I didn't realize that. Is yeah. this wow. on the record? That's uh, what, doing, hey, Mooch, what we're doing right now is right, on the record. Right, exactly. okay, just let me know. Oh, yeah, let me know. Sure. <laughs> I don't know the difference between on and off the record. So I, just, you know, <laughs> I love it. I, love I, uh, I uh, The only guy in Washington with a Baroni suit, yeah. I guarantee you, they dress like bums uh, up there. Yeah, but they got no money. You know why Washington sucks so badly? Right. Because the stakes are so small. You got Holy that? I'm, I'm wearing my men's warehouse suit. Right. I got no money. I want to sit close to the president on Air Force One. I'm going to stab your eyeball out. Okay? If the stakes were large, they wouldn't act like that. Yeah. Let's say we had a billion dollars on the table. You hated me. The two of us hated him. Right. There's a billion dollars on the table, and we have to figure out an agreement between the three of us. We each get a third of the billion. Yeah. You're going to bite your lip about how much you hate him. Yeah, of course. Right. So am I. Right. Okay, so I live in a plus three world. You know what that means? No. You and me, one plus one, we collaborate, we equal three. Right. Washington is a zero-sum world. I got to stab your eyeball out. You're going to stab my eyeball out. We're two people. We have two eyeballs. We both lost an eyeball. It's a zero-sum game because they're scumbags. Wow. And they're lowlifes. And by the way, you know this, and your listeners on this podcast, they know it. Yeah. They know, they know what I'm saying. They know it's true. Right. And I've seen it up close. 
And I'm going to tell you the good news and the bad news for the American people. The good news is that we're going to fix it. The bad news, it's way worse than you ever thought. However bad you thought these animals are, they're way worse than you thought. And, and, and how do we it. fix it? What's the quick fix? Well, there's no quick fix. That's I, I, the point. I, I know that, but no, I mean, I mean the quick answer well, is. What has to happen is we have to bring people now. Trump has opened the portal. They hate him so much because he's opened the way for other people to enter the arena that are not career politicians. Yeah. So what the career politicians want to do is they want to set up the swamp so that only career politicians can join it. And Trump was like a human wrecking ball, knocked down the barricade, right? Mm-hmm. So now you're going to get other guys say, hey, no problem. I got some dough. I'm going to go, I'm going to go give that a shot. I want to fix the problem for the American people. So, so the point, that's why they hate him so much. They want that little feather bed, that little nest where they can pass the champagne and the Cristal and the Cubanos. Right. I tell people it's not even a swamp. It's like a gold-plated hot tub with no drain. Really? And, you know, oh, you, 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 they sit in there each other and they feather each other's bed and they make money for each other and they snicker at the American people. Uh, uh, well, all right. That's very, a, very bad Wait, people. let me go with that point. Very so, bad people. So when they're fighting tooth and nail with each other, right? When yeah. the cameras are, are mm-hmm. gone and they're in the bars and the restaurants, are they're these laughing. are, are both laughing. sides are getting along with each other way more than la- you think? They're laughing. They think it's funny. The f- harder the fight is on TV, the better it is for them. Can I tell you why? Why? Because normal people will disaffect. I got a 26-year-old son going to Stanford Business School. He's a smart kid. He's like, hey, Dad, I hate politics. I want nothing to do with it. I said, okay, they just won. You're going to lose. Your generation's going to lose because the maniacs on the fat tails, the hard left and the hard right, are going to run the process. Yeah. So they're driving you crazy on TV because of the way they act with each other. And so you're leaving. How many people voted last night? Um, 49%. Really? That's it. That was it. So you got you got half and the people. And it was people, a high turnout. And that was a high turnout. Yeah. You got half the people not voting. Yeah. If you if you had mandatory voting in the country like you do in Australia, you would you would liquidate and dilute all these extremist policies. You'd have more mainstream action going on in Washington. Well, the the obvious thing is that we should be able to vote on our phone, and then the, the voter turnout would be way higher. Oh, yeah. Vote, you should be able to have your fingerprint yeah. digitized. The yeah. phone can do that. Yeah. Look into your iris. Right. Okay, that's Opie. Vote. Right. You think the politicians are going to let you do that? Never. Hell, are you no. crazy? Of course Never. not. Then, then all of a sudden the system gets out of control. I can't stay there for 40 years. Yeah. I, the only way I can stay there for 40 years is if I gerrymander myself into the district, and then I just pick out the people that love me, and I say cuckoo-la-la stuff to those people. And that's it. And that's it. And that's how they're doing it. 40, 50 years. Oh, by the way, I don't care about the American people. I care about myself and my right. family. Yeah. What are we doing for me and my family? Yeah. You, you, These are horrific people. You've <laughs> never met people like this until you really interact with them. Like, they had me as a stunat. You know, you know, I'm Italian, right? Sure. So here, here, here's what it is. You give us money, you donate to our campaigns, you donate to our party, we'll make you the ambassador to Antarctica. Oh, wait a minute. We have a good relationship with the Penguins, so not Antarctica. We'll make you the ambassador to Argentina. We'll put you in the Bahamas. You can't come to Washington. Oh, wait a minute. The billionaire from New York wants to put you in the White House. Now we got to do oppo research on you. Now we have to try to crush you. You're good for the money. In exchange for the money, I'll make you an ambassador. Right. Can't work here in Washington because you're going to tell people the truth. You're going to expose to the American people what we're really like. We don't want that. You cannot come to Washington. 
You can be an ambassador. Play the game with us. Yeah. Play the merry-go-round game. Don't worry about the $21 trillion of debt. Don't worry about your middle-class father whose wages, if they were priced today, would be down 32.5%, and that the middle-class people in the flyover states can't get jobs. Don't worry about them. Let me jump Just in. Just worry about us. There's two things there now. So uh, you backed up something that I, I you read. You think I'm wrong about that? No, you no, you're, you're 100%. Come on. But uh, gross. a lot it's of gross. people, uh, they're asked over the years, why aren't you running for office? And they're like... Me or you? No, just uh, uh, I, Bill Bradley was one yeah. of them back in the day, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, all the really good people that can make change, and the smart ones are like, I, we, I'm not dealing with Washington. How I'll go you, into the private that, sector. That's the point. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say to my yeah. son. They drive no, I know crazy. they're they're, they're pushing dude, they're pushing all the, dude, they, the smart ones I out. Told, I told the president the minute you fire Priebus, they're going to do an oppo drop on me. They fire Priebus at 5:07 p.m. on that Friday night. At 5:11, the oppo drop hits me. I'm getting divorced from my wife, which we were fighting. We patched it up. Yeah. We were doing our own podcast, Mooch and the Missus. I'm going nice. to invite you two guys on. Mooch and oh, the Missus. You got to come on. You got to meet her. She's fucking Oh, great. I'd love gotta... to do that. Okay, I can so only now, imagine what right, the Missus is right, about. She's fucking great. We have a lot of fun again. But we were getting divorced. Yeah. So the oppo drop is I missed the birth of my son because I love Trump. It had nothing to do with the fact that I was in a no-fly zone and couldn't get back to New York because I was on Air Force One. Right. Suppose I was in Iraq and missed the birth of my son. That's excusable. Right. I'm serving the president. That's not excusable. And then they start dropping nonsense on me and her to try to destroy me personally. And right. that's what they do to people. That's why Senator Bill Bradley's like, I don't need this. Yeah, a long right. time ago, they were like, right. why aren't you running for the presidency? And he's like, that, he knew. He was like, no fucking now, way am you I say doing that an op, they, they drop an op. They have research opposition thing. research teams, but who and are they these, research who, your who background. Who pays these guys? Who the pays Repo- the, in my case, the Republicans were doing it to me. Your they own were, guys? Yeah, 100%. It was a Republican on Republican crime because I was loyal to Trump. They hate Trump. Raise your hand in the room if you think the establishment Republicans like Paul Ryan like Trump. Raise your hand. Oh, like no, Trump. of course not. Or they hate Trump. I don't like so, that dude, Paul so, Ryan. He's, so when you, like when you see a guy him. like me, loyal to Trump, then you got to hate on me. Right. And by the way, I'm not an elected official, so I'm easy to remove. Let's just come up with some bad shit. Hopefully, he'll make an unforced error, like he'll say Steve sucking his own dick in his office, <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll blow him out, right? Is that a, that big of a deal that I said that? No, of course come not. On. No, of it was course just not. an excuse to But you give me, me so much knowledge, because when I watch this shit on TV, I start screaming and yelling, like, you're full of shit. You don't like Trump. But they all play the to, you know the, the, the game in the people. end. And, and the, wait, wait, phone, let me- let me. phone's in. changed it, though. It's making people yeah. more transparent. Yeah, but let me in the on this. phone's making it more honest. Yeah. But you're saying that Washington's full of shit and all these terrible. people are full of shit and all terrible that. people so what's the uh the press why aren't they calling them out more and basically going on and, and writing their articles so, like let me tell so you the, the real story about washington so so the problem is the press is in cahoots because here's what happens i'm on the comms team inside the white house okay you're in the press okay i'm going to give you information i'm going to not going to be here forever i need a job at cnn so i'm filtering information to you Oh, by the way, I need a job. When I get out of here, I need a job. So you see what the currency is? The currency is the leaking and the currency is the information. Holy and they shit. And they do a rotisserie session with each other and a merry-go-round. Okay, now your guy's in power. You come in and do the White House job. I'm now part of the press. Okay, now you got to leak the information to me. You see the currency? Oh, my God. So it's exactly you understand what you say, what's going on. It, the problems, the stakes are so small. It's yeah, like the stakes are so It's small. like a rat fight. Yeah, the stakes. Well, they call it rat fucking in Washington. I got rat fucked in Washington. Right. right? That's what happened to me. They call it rat fucking. They call it rat fucking because the stakes are so small. Little rats. And I can't believe it. it's it's all all for sixty thousand dollar jobs. Yeah, like it's all no, these. Bu- it's like, the higher price jobs are one hundred and eighty. 
bum fights. That's why, to me, yeah, but the, but they love the culture down there. They're think, part of it. Whatever and, you think of Trump, the guy yeah. gave gave up a very big lifestyle. He was living in Trump Tower, flying around on his plane, playing golf, hanging out with celebrities, making buku money. Right. And he gave all that up to try to fight this thing. And so, for me. I'm never going to break ranks with a guy like that. He tr- he's trying to fix it. Yeah. Now, there's aspects of him you may not like, and so I call balls and strikes. I tell you the stuff I don't like. I'm there to try to help him. I'm not going to break ranks with the and, guy. And you're a front stabber. I learned that from stabber. your documentary. <laughs> no, I love isn't, that. Isn't bit. that obvious? I'm yeah. a front stabber, so no. I can't wear that to Washington. I, I can relate to this the guy. This guy's trying to stab re- you in the back while you're well, talking to I him. I got stabbed in the back. I mean, uh, all of us in this room have yeah. been stabbed oh, in the oh, back oh, numerous oh, times. They, they act like they're Richie Cunningham from Happy Days. Like yeah. this guy ran a penis. He's looking at me like all happy days. <laughs> He's trying to use his Wisconsin accent on me. Ooh, golly gee. And he's all happy days while he's trying to kill me, right? Yeah. I'm looking at the guy saying, hey, you're trying to kill me. I'm going to try to kill you. Right. So Don't here, try to kill me. So, and he's gone. Yeah, speaking of He's gone, but I'm going, gone. I'm going too. But you know what? The great thing about me is I have my own business, so I return to my own oh, business. No, you're, I got doing, my own life you're doing back. great. But uh, okay. I, I want to continue with the backstabbing thing. So from the documentary, it was so great. I wrote it down, Anthony Scaramucci. So, oh, uh, you like the documentary? Yes. Okay. You I, saw it? I didn't see it. Oh, you got you to tell learned, me what you think if you go see it. Because I'm going to see it. I was, I was nervous about it because, you know, these guys, I gave they gave me a hot mic. That's a dangerous thing for me. <laughs> Five years with a hot mic where I'm building my business, I'm doing my saw conference. Yeah. And then they hit the jackpot, right? I am in the White House for 11 days, right? So then I got a jackpot story. Well, you liked it. Yeah, the last – you don't have confidence in your documentary, Mooch. Well, it's not my documentary. It's their right, documentary. It's but but I – You're just worried. I, 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 I was worried in the – I'm just being totally honest. It kept my worried. attention in the last 20 or 30 minutes with the whole White House 11-day oh, thing. Was I was like, wow. I, I needed – Arid- sucking the cock. And it <laughs> was yeah, just – Yeah, I, need, oh, I needed Arid Extra Dry watching that shit. I was like reliving it. Right. You know, I was on a comedy show in Great Britain. Right. The fucking guy puts the Trump wig on. I'm like, oh, Mr. President, please don't fire me again. I don't think I can take it. <laughs> That's good. Right? You laugh at it. But you liked but, it. Okay, Yes, good. but this is good. important because we were talking it. about backstabbing. I, I, I was My bu- sister said the truest thing. She said, hey, me aunt, yeah. that documentary is you, yeah. warts and all. So yeah. if someone wants to learn about you, well, they watch the documentary. Well, that's what I like about documentaries because right. you get the whole picture, hopefully, if they right. do it right. So uh, this quote from uh, Mooch, the documentary, the human equation. You talk about the human equation. Yeah. If you're uh, underconfident and insecure. Right. Paranoia and backstabbing. It right. always equals paranoia and backstabbing. 100%. And I'm like, I yelled at the, I, I yelled at my computer when I, 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 uh, I watched that. And then I turned to my wife and I'm like, now I got the answer. That's the answer. So that's happened to you because you're a confident guy and so you're going through your career other people are are frauds in their own mind they don't think they can throw the ball they don't think they can hit the basket you know you can hit the basket I can drill the basket now people get pissed at me because that sounds arrogant but now like Rancid Penis is standing next to me right (laughs) and he's like a D player right? right so like a D player will hire an F player Right? But an A player will hire an A-plus player. You yeah. follow what I'm saying? Right. So now Rancid's standing there looking at me, and he's looking at the dough I made, and he knows I can talk on TV, right. and I can handle myself with people, and it makes him very insecure, and it makes him very paranoid, and then they start the backstabbing. Right. Wow. Right? So underconfidence plus insecurity in their own capability always equals paranoia. Someone's going to expose yes. that I'm a loser. Yes. That's the paranoia. Yes. And then they start backstabbing because they're trying to protect their position relative to others. I don't have to protect my position, bro. I'm, I'm standing <sighs> on my own two feet. I can hit the basket. You don't want me on the team. I'll move to another team. 
You just okay. explained yeah. okay. my last wrong? radio show. No, that, okay, that's so why I was me, jumping up and down. That's why I'm a collaborator. The three of yeah. us, let's get together. Let's let's one plus one plus one equals six. Yeah. Let's go work together. And by the way, here's the other thing though, because I know how to manage people. If I sense you're insecure, I'm gonna sit you down. Right. I'm gonna say, Hey, you're insecure. I'm not sure why you're insecure. We can build on that and make you more secure, but you got to stop the backstabbing and the paranoia. Yeah. Otherwise, I got to fire your ass. Well, right? so, so you understand. I and so then you... I give them six months, and I usually have to fire them because people that are insecure, they have a hole in their personality. You know, someone right. told them they weren't good enough, and they believed it. My parents didn't go to college. Okay, my parents had no books in the house, right. and they thought Harvard Law School was Hartford Law School, Hartford. Yeah. But they told me I was good enough, right. and I fucking believed that. Okay, so my my father had a great line. You're just as good as anybody better than most. Mm, I tell my kids, I got five of them, you're just as good as anybody, and you're better than most. You can hit the shot. Okay? Take the shot, and you can hit the shot. By the way, if if you rim the shot, tomorrow's another day, and there's another game tomorrow. Let's go. When I got my ass kicked in the White House and blown out, in my book, I wrote about the 12th day. Not the eleven. But the 12th day, what do you do on the 12th day when you've been kicked off your radio show? Right. Or you've been humiliated on page six right. or you've been grinded into chop meat? Right. How do you get your ass off the floor, dust yourself off, and go to work? And how do you represent yourself? Right. What kind of, what are you made I, out of? I can answer that question. Yeah. I fished for a year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but just, no, I needed a break. I'm just joking. Okay, but, but, but you get the point. You I get did the need point. a break. I, I understand but exactly you're what back, you're saying. You're uh, back. No, of course, Anthony. You're back, right? Let's have this conversation yeah. because you really actually helped me because I was in an incredibly toxic environment. I hired pretty much all the people around me, and the backstabbing was incredible. And 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 that quote in your documentary really helped right? me. Right? They were all insecure. Well, so, you're an entrepreneur. That's why you got what I was my saying. My dad was an entrepreneur, and that's right. another reason why I can relate to you. And I've been trying to get you on the podcast because as I see you in the media, I'm like, I want to talk to this guy. I can relate to a lot of the stuff you're saying. And I want to say this, and maybe you could help me. I was never good at playing the game. Like oh, yourself, like I yourself, I was a, I was <laughs> I a front stabber. It. If you right. want to know what I think of you, just like you said, I'm going to tell you to your face. And the people around me, they never told me to my face. It was always in, he knows some oh, of this, man. the back offices. They would text each other during the radio show to trash me. They had issues with me, but never fucking confronted me. And then when I, when I had a problem with any of the guys I was working with, right to their face, I'll tell you exactly what I'm thinking. And sometimes I wonder if I, I should have played the game better than that. Okay, so now here's the answer to that, okay? You will always do better playing the game. What do I mean by better? You'll have more art on the wall. You'll fly privately. You'll have yeah. more dough. Yeah. But then you got to ask your soul a question. Is that better? It's not better for me. No, not better for not me better either. For me, I'd rather fucking starve. Okay, right. I, I, I don't I, know. I, I'd be I, up in the air on that. Okay, one. You, you, you're the fattest one in the room. <laughs> yeah. I'll say you fucking know, okay? I love I mean, it. He's not even close. Okay, he, he looks pretty good for. He's like, he's like 200 years old, but he looks pretty good. He looks, he looks like he's got like zero body fat. Okay, but you're fucking fat. Okay, I'm just letting you know. Okay. But, but wait, but wait, I you're, got roasted wait, by the you're fat. I'm 200 years old, and Robert has tiny. Robert, Robert hasn't said fat. anything yet. We're a mess. We're a mess. <laughs> Robert hasn't said anything yet. When he starts talking, I'll start shouting. Yeah, I just so let me, Mucha showed us through the beat. But let me, but no, that whole no, front stabbing. I'm fucking, fucking breaking you. No, the whole front stabbing and backstabbing concept. I but, love. But, but you got the point though. If you yes, play the game, you can be a Goldman Sachs partner, but then you can't be Opie. Right. If you don't play the game, you're like a piece of art. Right. You're an original expression. Right. And that level of authenticity will magnetize people to you that are good for you. Yeah. That are positive for your energy force. Yeah. 
If you play the game, you're going to dull out your energy force. Right. You want to dull out your energy force? I have no bid for that. No. Right. Okay? I'm 55 years young. Remember what Coco Chanel said? You get the face you deserve at 50. Right. Okay, so you want to co-opt yourself, you're going to look like a fucking geezer at 50. Right. Okay, you're going to live your true self. You're going to be just fine your whole life. And you got the full head of hair. It's you great, son though, of right? a This bitch. is like an Italian chia pet you up there, right? son of a now, let me, bitch. Let me tell you how so the hair works. better looking than you are. Let me, let me <laughs> tell you how the hair works. Again. I do all right. I want to thank the Lord. <laughs> this guy's. Not, is that a backstab or a front stab? No, I don't he's, even know. He's back in front, but he's, he's pitching and catching on your podcast. <laughs> but I want to tell you something about the hair, right? Yeah. If you, I want to thank the Lord for winning the hair lottery. We know what the hair lottery is. All the hair on the top of your head, no back hair. Right. You have many friends of mine that are Italian that are like hairy backs, like Sasquatch from fucking Bigfoot in the 1970s, and, and you, you're bald on the top? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I mean, you're I probably a, like a hairy beast on the back. Ba- right? Monkey back. Go, I gotta got go for la- hair all the way up to my head. Yeah, you got to go for laser. <laughs> go for laser. Okay, I'm just telling you. Let them burn <laughs> the shit. You got pubic hair all the way up to your head and a monkey butt on top. Let them burn the shit off. You take some of the ass hair and put it on the top of your head, you'll be fine. <laughs> and you'll be all right with you that. You can actually get an hey. ass hair transplant on the top of your head, you'll be fine. I want to go back to, there was an emotional moment in the documentary, uh, like too, when your parents uh, or your was it? Is your dad still alive? Is, I was confused. He is, yeah, okay. no, he's eighty three. He's okay. He's been a hard worker his whole life. He lost a lot of his hearing from all the heavy machinery. Jesus. Was he doing the jackhammers? Well, he had a heavy crane and a payloader, right? And they didn't have the ear protection back right. then. They didn't know better, you know. So you, you, my my brother teases him. He's always going like this, like with the sign language. Yeah. But if you don't talk to, him, I tell my kids, you got to talk to Poppy straight. Yeah. He can't hear you. Yeah, because he'll read your reading, lips and he's stuff. Reading your right. Lips. He can't really hear you. Oh wow. But so um, they were uninvited to the White House, and you go over that in the documentary. Yeah, that was Rancid and uh, Adolf Bannon. So Rancid Penis and Adolf Bannon. Right. They had their assistant call my parents and disinvite them from my swearing-in ceremony. So I was supposed to be the president. OPL director, which was his chief networking officer, and Rancid and Bannon didn't want me there. They made up a whole big bullshit story about me, and they got the legal team to block my swearing in, and so they called my blue-collar parents. My parents were getting ready to go to the White House on Sunday, January 22nd, but this is what Washington scumbag operatives are like. They disinvite my blue-collar parents who Disgusting. love and believe in America and love Trump. They disinvite them from my swearing-in ceremony. That's, that's, that's what they're like. That's what they're like. I'd fight you, physically. You, you, fight so that's them. why. But that's why I'm a mistake. I got my pride in eat. Once they did that to my folks, that's it. I probably shouldn't have started my first day in in the White House <laughs> with a fucking chainsaw and a hockey mask right. from Jason's right. Halloween movie. Oh, so that, I went inf- after those that guys. influenced your first day. No question. I want yeah. to kill those guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no Did question. you get to— I, I, I overreacted to those two. Right. And I treated it the way you would as a New Yorker and an entrepreneur, not as a Washington political operative. Yeah. And that's why I got my ass blown out. Yeah, because that has to be so crazy. Like, you're so successful in the private sector. Yeah. And then you've got these bums just doing same terrible, crazy shit. They're terrible human beings. But you know what the good news is? The karma is, look at Bannon. He can get one person to a rally. <laughs> you know. You know why I believe in God? I mean, for a number of different reasons, right. but when I f- my faith is doubtful, I think about Steve Bannon. He's seductive. He's well-read. He's articulate. But God made him so motherfucking ugly to right. save the civilization from Steve Bannon. <laughs> you got that? He's dressed in contemporary hobo. He's got all that, like, veins and stuff on his nose. That's he's a gym dis- blossom. That's an old-school yeah, gym he, blossom. He's a, he a gym blossom. He's a disgusting human being. I said, okay, there's got to be, like, a real God because— you need to be protected from this white nationalist, ethnocentric right. maniac. 
He was very quiet. He worked at yeah. Sirius XM. I saw him a million times. We'd, yeah. We would pee together because when all those radio shows would take breaks at the same time, he wouldn't talk to anyone, but no, in a really creepy way. He's, he's, very, he's, he's, very he's, quiet. Come on, he's a bad dude. Yeah. This so, is a very bad dude. Uh, when, and, and, hopefully, and, and, Steve Bannon will wa- listen to your podcast. I'll debate you anytime, bro. On any stage, nice. live, nice. podcast, we could go anywhere you want. I'll debate you and I'll expose to the people. Which you really like as a guy. Right. Okay. And I'll go toe to toe for you with all the books that you read, too. Right on. Because I read the same books. So let's go, Steve. You want to debate anytime, anytime, anywhere. One more. So, Horrific human being. So you're in the Horrific. White House for uh, 11 days. Do you get to sleep there? No, no. I was, I was, uh, I was actually at the Trump Hotel because I was looking for an apartment. So the, the, one of the positives, I didn't have to lease an apartment. I was, I was right. blown out before I could find my apartment. Well, you That's saved fine. money, though. That was good. Did you get, fine. The, you get no to problem. wander around the White House? Wander, I would say no. You have all access to the West Wing. The residence, you don't really have access to unless you have permission from the president. I had dinner with the president and Melania in the residence. Uh, you know, I, I've been to the Lincoln bedroom. I saw the president's living quarters. Uh, I've, how, been, I've been upstairs com, in the White House. It's now, compared place. to how Trump lives here in New York, uh, what's his living quarters like at so, the White House? So, you know, obviously— Smaller, obviously, because well, we went living, over that. <laughs> Trump's living quarters here is like Louis XIV smoked crystal meth and then designed it, right? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So the White House is more like a colonial style, you know what I mean? But, but I mean, it's very beautiful. And let me tell you something. The White House is meticulously maintained. It's really like a national treasure, okay? And so the people that run the White House, who respect the office of the presidency and respect the president's family, it is a beautiful, beautiful place. That's really awesome, is. man. Very, very special. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, to me, I was only there for 11 days, but I wouldn't change anything because I learned a lot about the country. And it was an honor, even if it was only 11 days to serve. I'm happy and proud to have served my country. I love this country the way you guys love the country. Your lives could never happen the way they unfolded in any other country. You think my life could? Yeah. That's why that crazy Brit that was shitting on me in the, in the documentary, he didn't get the fact that I could grow up blue collar. Right. And go to Harvard Law School because he's in that caste system in Great Britain. Yeah. Right. right? He didn't get the fact that if I had a high IQ and I studied, I could push myself and get my ass into Harvard. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's America. That's, you why this place is, that's why this place is so amazing. Let yeah. me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Do you think Trump thinks uh, he made a mistake getting rid of you? That's after what he I saw was what Bannon? Ask. I don't know. You got to ask him. I don't know. I don't. Did he ever call you know. after it was all over and be I like, oh, I'm sorry about a bad, no, bad break? He, he says you were a little crazy in the 11 days. I said, well, it's not crazy. I had a 90-second bad conversation. I was on message every time on the radio, every time on TV. Have you ever seen me off message on TV? No. I'm on message. I, I was not crazy. I made a mistake on the phone. My adversaries who knew I was going to be very helpful to you and very loyal to you used that against me and you. Yeah. That's what happened. Right. And that's fine. I'm a big boy, but you also say I'm getting racially profiled too because I'm an Italian from Long Island. Right. And so, oh, you know, Jim Tan laundry, you know, situation, blah, blah, blah. You know, you have to remember I may be a rabbi on the inside, but I got that Italian exoskeleton. Right. right? Yeah. And so that was the problem for me. Look, it's all good. I'm fine. I told Trump, I told the president, you made me as famous as Melania and Ivanka. I didn't have to sleep with you or be your daughter. And I'm totally fine. <laughs> so we're totally even. You know, you know, I don't care. It is what it is. But yeah. I'm not going to break loyalty from the guy because we're friends. Yeah. And he's got the toughest job in the world. So I'm going to break loyalty and be like a whiner. It's it, not my personality. It, it's hard I'm going to go out and help him. It's hard to jump in with you, but I wanted to say how cool is it that uh, Trump called you crazy? Right? Yeah, I like that. Uh, what do you think of uh, what do you think of his daughter and Jared? 
I think they're very smart. They're very capable. Uh, I think in the documentary you, you kind of hinted that they uh, kiss his ass, though. Everybody does. Yeah. Right. I, I, but I you, actually, leaned, you leaned down and was like, you, this is what you, they do. Right. And then you, I did think you it see was my, some... Did you see my interpretive dance for my 11 days? You got to look that up on the New York Post. I did a three-minute interpretive dance of my oh, okay, 11 cool. days. You'll laugh out loud, yeah, yeah. Opie, if you see that. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it Everybody out. Everybody kisses his ass, including me. And if people say that they're not, they're lying. And my wife, who's a very honest person, said, Anthony, I've seen you with President Bush, Governor Romney... Prime Minister Cameron, because I do this conference. I interview all these guys. The only person I see you intimidated by is Trump. Oh, shit. And so why is that, Ant? And I was thinking about it, and I said, because I, he's unpredictable. I can't, I can't figure out his person. I can't figure out what he's thinking. Right. So I'm measuring my words so I don't put him on the wrong course as it relates to me. Uh-huh. You see that? Yeah. yeah. So if I'm doing that, and I've got a pretty, I'm not a shrinking violin. No. Everybody's doing that. So that's not a knock on Jared and Ivanka. I yeah. like them. I think they're very smart, very capable, but everybody's got a little bit of that. Because he's a wild card, right? He just. It's a wild card. So the Democrats want to get his uh, tax returns. You think that'll ever happen? I don't know. I don't think there's anything in those tax returns because you have 45 years of him being in the public spotlight. If there was something wrong in those tax we returns, would have saw it already, right? Place. He was Donald Trump before yeah. he became President Donald Trump. Yeah. They would have nailed him 10 years ago. And, and what about him being impeached? Now that the so Democrats have I've the got House. that it's 65, 70% that the House will move to impeach him. And so they can begin that process and they can formulate that process and then they're going to move it over to the Senate. He just gained seats in the Senate. I don't think he can get thrown from office. Right. Can they impeach him and slow him down and make his life miserable? Yeah, they can do that. That's sort of asinine. Bill Clinton's poll ratings went up 20 years ago when they did yeah. that to him. Oh, yeah, they and that may happen to the president. I don't want to see that happen, though. I'm not one of these Republicans on talking points. Well, if they impeach him, his poll numbers will go up. That's good for him. It's not good for him. Yeah. It'll slow him down. It'll slow down the agenda. And it's more Washington nonsense. And so I hope it doesn't happen. What don't, but what, impeach him for what? Well, they'll find something. I mean, come on. Right. Poly- they can always find they've something. They've weaponized. They've, they've turned political antagonism into some level of illegality. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu had a great line. He says, your country, he says, your country's becoming like our country. They build you a jail cell before you run for office. And then when you're in office, they're trying to figure out a way to put you and your family in the jail cell. <laughs> that's really smart. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so that's what they're doing to each other now. It's, it's crazy. Joey Salvia here. We'll be back with Greg and Carl and the Mooch and Baby Feet Robert. That would be his gangster name. Robert, you might want to check into this, but you might qualify for a handicapped parking space. Greg, you're up. I am so excited that Purple Mattress is still with the OP Radio podcast. Thank you, Purple Mattress. I love my Purple Mattress. I don't toss and turn anymore, Robert. Yes, I'm, I'm pulling you into this live read. Sorry, pal. But I don't toss and turn anymore. I actually get a very, very good, restful night sleep thanks to Purple Mattress. But that's boring. You know what I need from Purple Mattress? What? I need them to deliver a Purple Mattress to Carl's creepy cabin. Because you want to talk about a guy that's wearing out mattresses these days now that he's uh, divorced and free? Yes. If they want to sell mattresses, they get one over to Carl's Creepy Cabin immediately. Right? Absolutely. And all, all of his guests will, will want to get one when they leave. And the beauty of uh, giving Carl a mattress at the Creepy Cabin, he's got all shapes and sizes <laughs> staying overnight. Take that, Carl! <laughs> 
but I'm going to get you a free mattress, Carl, so relax. Hey, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you got to try a Purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds and wheelchairs. I think they were rocket scientists, right, before they started getting into the mattress business? That sounds right. That certainly doesn't hurt, Robert. Check this out, too. 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund, backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, free in-home setup, and old mattress removal. That's important. Very important. And let's not forget, the Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist, like we mentioned. It was not like the memory foam we're used to. Right. God, you're really helping me out, Robert. Thank you. The Purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable, plus it's breathable so it sleeps cool. All that's important, but you got to get Carl a mattress at the creepy cabin. I'm telling you. Watch your sales go through the roof. Here's what you got to do, people. You're going to love purple. And right now, our listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text Opie to 474747. That's text Opie, O-P-I-E, to 474747. The only way to get this free pillow is to text OPIE, O-P-I-E, to 474747. Message and data rates may apply. And thank you, Purple Mattress. Love having you part of the Opie Radio podcast. Opie Radio. So what don't you like about Trump? What What do you think he could do uh, better? I think he can dial down the rhetoric. I think he's better. I, I think he's better than he admitted it yesterday. Sinclair interview. He said, I could, I, I could take a different tone. Well, he needs He's to better. take a different tone for 2020. He's better than because he needs those. Uh, he needs the moderates. He needs the moderates. He's better than that. He's a gregarious guy. You had him on your show. You know he's a gregarious oh, guy. Oh yeah, he is. And he can he can hang. Take down the rhetoric a notch. Right. He gets upset because the media is hammering him. Rise above it. You know when the media used to hammer a Kennedy, he would make a joke about it. When they asked Jack Kennedy, they said, "Well, you're making your brother the 35 year old, the Attorney General." Uh, you know, that's like nepotism. He goes, don't you think he needs a little bit of experience before I put him in the in the real world? That's oh. what he said. Everybody <laughs> left. They said to the Senator Kennedy, well, you're running for president and your father's loaded and you're like a rich playboy, lazy dilettante. Right. So do you think your father's going to buy you this election? He goes, oh, no, I got to work super hard. My father's a tightwad. He's only going to buy me one more vote than I need. <laughs> okay? That's really smart. And that's Kennedy. Yeah. You got to roll into the joke. Someone says, well, Scaramucci. Scaramucci, you were only there for 10 days. I said, no, excuse me, it was 11. Right. Okay, come on. <laughs> don't, don't, I mean, come on. Or you can say it's 954,000 seconds, okay? Right. Or sometimes when I'm telling people about my experience, I say, well, you know, that happened on a Wednesday. You know how I know? I was only there for one Wednesday, right? Right. <laughs> and they start laughing. My point, <laughs> how my embarrassing. Point, right, I'm my kidding. Point, I'm no, kidding. it's fucking fine, though. I, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. That's okay, a joke. Okay, but Oakster, I roll into the punch, though. Yeah, okay, because you got to show people you can take a punch yeah. and you can roll with it. Yeah. That's my point. And the president's capable of doing that. He's just got to surround himself with better people. And, and to appeal to him to do that, he'll have a 60% approval rate. And do you think he'll be reelected? Uh, he'll be resoundingly reelected if the economy's growing. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to be able to stop the Well, economy. could the economy keep growing like it has, though? Well, it can over the next 24 months. It's not going to forever because we're in a cyclical right. economy. We're cheating history right now. Every eight years, you go into a recession. 
We're in 11 and a half year economic expansion, but it started out a little bit slow because of the crisis. Could you get another two years out of it? I think so. And uh, isn't that why Clinton was elected? Because the economy went bad right near the election? Yeah, so this is the interesting thing. The, the economy went bad, but you also had the insertion of Ross Perot. Right. So you have to think about it. The economy wasn't actually bad enough to kill George Herbert Walker Bush. But everyone thought it was a no-brainer. And then you're, you're right, the Perot factor, and then the economy drops. Right. And next thing that, you know, it's like, hello, here's President Clinton. That no com- one, no that, one believed it at the time. That combination it knocked yeah. them out. But go to 1880 to today, you don't dislodge a sitting president in a rising economy. Right. So that if he's got sense. a rising economy, he's going to be president again. The other thing about the documentary, and it's in his wheelhouse, your restaurant. Yeah, the Hunt the, and Fish. The Hunt, the hunt and Fish. fish. Yeah. See how hard it was to raise that money, right? I mean, I, I, I could have funded it myself. You strong-armed a few of your people. They saw that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what somebody said to me? They said that was like a Harvard Business School study and had to close somebody, right? Yeah. The, the, the poor Troy, he didn't want to give me the 50, right? Well, he, I was hitting my one of my colleagues and said, okay, yeah, that's great. We're doing it. Yeah, that's great. Hey, by the way, I need another 50 for the restaurant. He goes, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. I need another fifty. You got your checkbook? Cause I gotta get, I gotta get the money today. His voice started going. Uh, he, 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 he started sweating. Yeah, he, he, he did not want to give. He the didn't want to give the money, but he, he was so him. smooth. He, them. he yeah, got he, closed. Oh, them. Yeah, he, don't he sell done. through the clothes, by the way. Right. So once he you gave me the done. money, I kicked him out of my office. But Carl was telling me it's one of the, mo- the biggest restaurants restaurant? in hot, hot place. It's right up there. Right. Well. Food's great. I've never been. A lot of the rappers in there. Justin Timberlake. You know the Kardashians are always in there. Uh, Drake, you know, it's a, it's a hot place. And we, you know, we treat everybody great, you know. So if you're listening to this podcast, you want to come, just tell them that I invited you. Um, what's the name of this fucking stupid podcast? What's the name <laughs> of this? Call up your stupid fucking podcast. <laughs> is that what it is? Like, just, you kissing so up just, to just, just so tell lame. people I'm a backstabber. Just tell, <laughs> I, I finally learned who I was today. <laughs> you got you to tell people that you got invited by me on Opie's podcast yeah. and the maitre d' will take care of you in that restaurant. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. And by the way, because the Italian stereotype me, yeah, we named it after John Gotti's Bergen County Haunted Fish Club. Oh, no right. shit. That's where yeah, the name that's came from. The, yeah, yeah. the name comes from Gotti. I'm sitting so there when, thinking, when well, little how Gotti, do I know this When name? little Gotti did the uh, the movie about his father with John Travolta, we had an event there for them. How cool is that? Of course. Come on. That's awesome. Let me I tell like you something. You're going to stereotype me. I'll play right into the stereotype. Yeah. But then I'm going to steal your money. Yeah. Because you're going to think I'm stupider than you. Right. Because of the stereotyping and the profiling. Then I'm going to take your wallet. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. So we, we, we've established you like Trump. Who else do you like out there as far as politicians go? Is um, there anybody? Well, you know, you know, believe it or not, Andrew's trying to do a good job. You know, I know Andrew, Andrew Cuomo. I know yeah, him a yeah. long time. And, you know, the state is rife with corruption. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. And I think this is probably his last four years as governor. I think he'll try to do a good job. And he's got to figure out what we're going to do with this whole tax situation, right? Because we're very heavily taxed state and we're not growing as quickly as we could. And remember, you take out the five counties around New York City mm-hmm. and, you know, we, it's a tale of two states, right? Yeah. North of uh, Orange County, this this is a very poor state. Yeah. So we got to figure it out. But I like him. Um, you'd have to name them and then I can call balls and strikes on them. How much? I, I, how much I thought Scott Walker was a decent guy. He lost last night. I yeah. think he was a decent guy. What about so? What, what about but, Biden uh, giving another run or so? Uh, so Kasich Vice, or, Vice President Biden is a very nice man. I know him personally. I don't know John Kasich personally, so I can't really opine on him. Yeah. But the problem with Joe is that he can't deal with contact with the enemy, right? So like he'll fumble the football at the line of scrimmage if he's getting hit. So he, you know, he he blew the debate with John Edwards. He blew the debate with Hillary Clinton. He blew the debate with Barack Obama. He's a phenomenal speaker, but as soon as he gets hit, 
you know, like he has a hard time. Right. You follow yeah, what I'm cover. saying? But he's an awesome guy. I don't predict that he runs, by the way. He's, oh, really? I don't, I don't think so, no. But, so but, you, who, no Cuomo. Does he really hate de Blasio as much as oh it looks God. like? Oh, my God. I mean, I've never seen oh. a governor and a mayor fight in oh. like wide open but, but, TV. But come on, but the Blasio could be the worst mayor in, in New York City history. That's though. not even his name. I know it's Wilhelm. William Wilhelm. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be the worst mayor ever, though, right? Oh, he's the worst. Yeah. He got he got a bunch of money to get rid of the horses. He can't even get rid no, of the horses. He, 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 <laughs> he's he, a bum. He, he, he doesn't understand the economy. He doesn't understand how to make things run. He's only done one smart thing. Once the cops turned their backs on him, he said, "Okay, I'm going to let these guys run it." Yeah, and they reduced the crime rate and they reduced the murder rate. So I give I give Mayor De Blasio credit for that. He let the cops run the cop world, and right. the crime rate went down, and it stayed down. Right. But other than that, he's he's actually stupid. He he'd be a guy I'd love to debate. Yeah. Well, because he's he's wrong on every policy. God, he's wrong. He's on, wrong on every business idea. He's wrong on every socially engineered idea as well. Because what you have to understand is you can't socially engineer equal outcomes. But imagine so this guy actually maybe miss Bloomberg yeah. with his plastic straws things and yeah. styrofoam. I miss yeah. that guy compared. Yeah, to but the average Bloomberg New Yorker doesn't. Right. The yeah. average New Yorker doesn't know he's a bad uh, mayor because the, nobody the, votes in New York. No, the I understand because because so the city's running pretty smoothly because of the economy in general. Right. So right. they don't realize how but bad this guy actually is. Unnecessarily stepping over homeless people. You're unnecessarily getting gummed up in the subways now. Yeah. You know, and I would say Andrew and I mean Governor Cuomo and Mayor De Plaza, they got to fix the subways. Right. I mean, that's a disaster. But what a move when the cops turn their backs on them. Yeah, well, I'm that was a, a good a move by fan, him. I'm a big fan of the cops. Okay, yeah. me too. But that was a good move by the De Blasio. He said, "Okay, I'm not getting in. A, I'm not getting in a contest with these dudes." And so he ceded he to them, off. and that's worked. Yeah, you're right. He backed off on that whole thing. Uh, we didn't even talk about your book. Yeah, and we're running out of time, like, man. Yeah, Thirty seconds on the book. I I wrote it. It's called entitled uh, it the blue collar president. Yes. I knew the liberals would go crazy because he was born with a golden toilet seat, so they would go crazy. But it wasn't about him. It was about my family and other blue collar people and why they like him and how he hijacked the Republican Party from the establishment mm-hmm. that hate him, and then he moved the Democratic base over to the Republican ledger. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wrote about, that, and, and it's so, hundred percent so, true. That's I, what he did. I, I saw that in know? my own family. And I'm so, like, they love him. I was surprised at first when Trump was running, how many blue collar guys and 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 women were he, into this guy. He is an advocate for those people, and they've been without an advocate for at least three decades. So. You know, let's give him a chance. Let's see if he can fix some of these problems, and uh, let's move on. Right. And he's coming at it hard. He's got a lot of energy. Yeah. And I and, and here's the one thing. I know we got to go, so I'll leave you with this one last thought. No, you got to go. No, you got to go. We got to go. We're ready to do. We're ready to uh, drink. We'll do another hour. Exactly. <laughs> I got bourbon and everything. Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> if you got Tito's vodka, I'll stay for another hour. No, no. <laughs> but, but, we got but, it actually. I'm sure you do. I can just click tell by the color of your face. That you can <laughs> I'm a He's tell, the drinker. <laughs> I'm going. I'm not a drinker. I'm an alcoholic. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> I have a condition. You're gonna make. You're gonna make us choke each other out. That's good material. I like that. That's, that's solid material. But here's the thing I would say. Okay, I've been in situations with him, even in the 11 days, and prior to that in the transition in the campaign, and the decisions that he makes and the way he thinks about stuff, you'd be like, okay, that's right. Yeah. This guy's trying. He's trying to do the right thing, and the media won't explain that. And when the cameras are off and he's really trying to make a decision, and it was one thing. I can't get into it, but he looks over at me, and he's like, with that frog face, and when he, when he makes the frog yeah. face, he's like, and they're calling me the warmonger, you know, implying that his decisions are very cautious and they're very temperate. Right. 
and he really just wants peace and prosperity. You know, and and, and by the way, you know, you can hate me for saying that. You know, CNN they don't want, they'll they'll cut my mic when I'm talking like that about him. That's fine, but that's what I really think. So I'm not going to hold back. Well, I'm, CNN, really CNN is losing out because you know somebody else will allow that type of you know. I'm tell you what I really think. Yeah. I'm not going to hold back. I mean, I, Amorosa's book is it bullshit? Well, I mean, what I love about Amarosa, she said I cried like a girl when I got fired. Yeah. Did you read that in yeah. the book? Well, I didn't read so, the book, but I, all right, I, so, I heard so she wrote my, that. As my wife said, I've never seen you cry about anything. So I don't know. I didn't cry when I got fired. So we know that piece is bullshit. But there's stuff in a book that's probably true. But here's the thing I would say about Amarosa, okay? She fought her way to where she was. And she worked for the president for 14 years. You don't fire her like that, right? That's like a numbskull move. You put her in a situation room for two hours. You leave her in there by herself, lock the door. I mean, come on. Yeah. People deserve better well, who, than that. Who's running it that way? Who's well, that's Kelly. That's the militancy of Kelly. Like I said, you know, he's he's a militant, and he thinks that that's the right way to run things through fear and intimidation. You remember what I said about the insecurity equation? Right, sure. When you're running something through fear and intimidation, that means you don't really believe in yourself. You don't really believe you can lead. Right. Otherwise, why do you need to be fearful and intimidating? Right. You could you can you can convince people to work with you without being that, right? right? So fear and intimidation, another big sign of insecurity. Let me give you another thing, okay? Kelly couldn't bring one person into the White House. He's been there for eighteen months. If you were in the Marines for forty years, you can't find one person to come work wow. for you in the White House? What is that? Now about? I reward the I, I, I applaud the guy for his service. He's an American serviceman. I applaud him. He's also lost his son. So my heart goes out to him and his family, but that doesn't give you a license to be a bad guy, right? Clean yourself up. You know, if you got repressed anger or something like that, get over it. Right. Work on it with yourself. You can't treat people. You don't fire a guy like me like that. I right. did hundreds of hours of advocacy, worked super hard for the president, very loyal to him. I made a mistake. You made a decision to fire me in a spectacle. So yeah. you think is he like fired you, you and then told the president? I don't know. I don't know how it went down. Right. All I know is that wow. he said to me that he had the president's authority to fire me. And he was firing me, and then he said, do you want to go speak to the president? I said, no, I don't need to speak to the president. You're the chief of staff. Good for you. If you don't want me here, I'm gone. Don't worry. I said, i got a couple things to do. Can I leave after 12 o'clock? He said, no problem. So uh, the the press, uh, they harp on the fact that uh, Trump might have used the N-word. Yeah. What do you think of that? I swear to God, I know him a long time. I've never heard him use that word. Okay. I know it's a terrible word, so I'm not making light of it. But I think the real question is, is he a racist or is he not a racist? And I really don't think he's a racist because I see the policies. I see what he's trying to do in the inner cities. You know, Jim Brown doesn't think he's a racist. Kanye obviously doesn't think he's a racist. I mean, I don't think he's a racist. You know, I know he's not an anti-Semite. I think that's another ridiculous charge. I mean, he's got Jewish grandchildren. And his daughter converted to Judaism and there's mezuzahs in the West Wing. So I think these things are unfair. Is he tough? Has he used language that I think he shouldn't be using as president of the United States? Absolutely. But I don't think he's a racist or an anti-Semite. That's me. And I swear to you, I've never once heard him use the N-word. Right. So I can't sit here and say, well, yeah, he probably used the N-word. I've never heard him use the N-word. Here's the other thing, though, right? If somebody, when I was, if someone someone asked me if I ever used the N-word, I'd have to be honest and say probably. Because when they were calling me, in my neighborhood, we were blacks, Jews, and Italians. When they were calling me a wetback and a guido and a dago and a wop, I could have fired something back at those, you know, epithets right. that were being slung at me. Right. right. So I'm not going to sit here and say I'm like pure as a driven soap, but I know I'm not a racist. Right. I treat everybody well. 
I, and I want everybody to succeed. I and think, I think we're all the same. In fact, I don't thank even, you. I think I don't even I, call it a race. You know what? We're all of the same race. We're part I, of the human race. I think that topic. Is, I think that topic is garbage because I think we all have used whether you want to say it's salty language or rough language or street. If someone's street called, slang. Someone's calling me a wop. You don't think I'm firing yeah, we, back with whatever their ethnic origin we've is? We've all used. We've all used. I'm a New Yorker. Of course, we've I all did used that. a bunch of those words in our life, including yeah. Mr. Trump. And, and, and okay, so and to think differently is ridiculous, that, and, and to hold them to I, a higher regard. I understand in that, it, but I, I don't think he's a rate. Let's no, let's. I'm kind of that he probably did use. No, I'm defending him in a way. It's like because the people asking the question probably use the same fucking words. That's that's the ridiculous part about it. The hypocrisy is off the short now. Thank you. We're going to try to change 5,500 years of human communication by sanitizing each other's language. It's not going to work. No, not at all. You're right. I will thank you guys. It was a real honor to be here. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You're not that fat, by the way. I feel bad now that I like you. No, I I'll called be, you fat earlier. I'm, I don't think you know. We'll, 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 we'll be able to handle you're, it, Anthony. You're a, fucking, <laughs> you're a cool dude, man. Can, can I get one question? Oh, right. One quick one. Well, oh, we Rob. ran out okay, of film. Yeah, He's an extreme liberal. No, I wanna, okay. no I'm right down the middle of the road. <laughs> I want to bring it back. I'm not liberal. My wife says I'm not liberal. I'm normal. I want to bring it back to the beginning. Were you talking about Nobody's normal. so what does that mean? I'm not liberal. That was the I'm first normal. time you got Mooch talking Mooch about finding the right feet. people. <laughs> Sorry, Robert. In 2024, would yeah. you go and look for the right person to succeed Trump? Me. Would you? Could you be – I mean, you, you've been inside. You've seen how it all works. Yeah. Would you comb this country and find – the right person that's that 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 would help so or people to so here know. here's the problem though right the system you have to think about what he did is so amazing and so disruptive okay the system is designed so that the right person can't get the job wow Do you understand it you yeah. got to raise a billion to two billion dollars you can only pick one of the two parties right you can't be in a third party to crush you they've locked the thing up legally into a duopoly right like, I'll give you an example. Okay, I am far to the left on social issues. Okay, I was one of the first gay rights activists in the hedge fund community. I work with Rob Reiner to legalize gay marriage nationally. No one knows that about me, but I did. I can you, show you man. my checkbook, okay, to the human rights campaign. Seems a little obsessed with oh, it. Okay, on the other <laughs> side. Well, you want to go at me a little bit? Well, let's get the Tito's vodka and see. <laughs> yeah. oh, let's get the Tito's vodka. I'm very, oh, we would have fun, I'm my very comfortable with sexuality. I, I, no, no, I'm joking. I'm Jesus. I'm okay, all right. Like, I think I'm, I'm we right had a ripped Peroni suit. Well, you kink I'm, I'm, right, I'm right of center <laughs> as it relates to business, right. economic policy, Market-based economics to solve a lot of our problems, okay? But I also believe in a robust government because I'm a product of a public school. So you can't tell me the government doesn't have a use in the society to help equal the opportunity in a society, right? You're never going to systemize an equal outcome, but the government should be used to help create equal opportunities for people that are growing up with different economic circumstances. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that person has to fit in one of those two boxes, has to raise $2 billion, and then has to play the game that Opie and I were talking about, okay, and they have to subordinate themselves to that game. You see how hard it is? You see how hard it is? Right. And so, it's ridiculous. So, so I, don't, I don't know the so person. So there's no that, solution. There's no way you can't get one person. I didn't say person. that. Okay. I didn't say that. What I, what I actually think is happening, end this on an optimistic note, I think what will happen is our children are so tired of the polemics that if we can get them to engage – They'll focus on this thing more from a data-driven nature as it relates to policy and less from the nonsense and the emotional nonsense that we're doing right now. 
Now, you, 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 you asked me the question. I'm going to answer it. And the answer is yes. I will definitely be a part of trying to help fix these problems to the extent that I'm capable of. But these people will work very hard to silence my voice. That's why I pay all my taxes. I don't do anything wrong in my business because they want to annihilate me. They don't like me. When I was at the Washington podium at the press conference that you saw, I left the press box, walked upstairs into the Oval, crossed into the study. The president said I did a good job. I said, thank you, sir. I left. I went back to my office. My phone was ringing. It was an opposition research person from the Republican Party. Hello? Oh, yeah, yeah, aunt? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, you're dead. I'm dead? What do you mean I'm dead? Oh, no, you don't understand. You, you, you can't do that, what you just did. What did I do? Oh, you just spoke 40 minutes directly to the American people telling them the truth. You can't do that from Washington. You can't do that. I got four people calling me right now. They're trying to figure out a way to get rid of you. I got senators, House representative people. They're calling me. Wow. What do you got on this wow. guy? We got to get this guy out of here, man. Wow. What do you got on this guy? I said, I'm dead? Yeah, dude, dude you can't do that. Didn't you watch A Few Good Men with Jack Nicholson? I said, yeah, yeah, they don't want the truth, bro. They say they want the truth. They don't want the truth. You can't tell the truth. You're going to tell the people the truth that you got a $21 trillion of debt. If you don't come up with a 25-year plan, you're going to lower the living standards for 97% of America. <sighs> Which politician is going to tell you that? You can't say that from the White House. Dude, um, what are you doing? You just answered my last um, thing. You see was, what I'm saying? That's the, why it's going to be very but, hard. We're going to do it, though, okay. but it's going to be very hard. But you... Uh, I was confused by something. Now I understand that, too. That's why, in a way, Trump folded, because he understood that whole world, too. Well, he had to. Right. You, you look what they did to him. They did such a number on him when he got in there. They said, go for the health care. Yeah. And that, so here's what happened. The Republicans were barking at the car, the dog barking at the car for seven and a half years, repeal and replace 91 times. They catch the car. The car has now been caught by the dog. What do they do? Nothing. Right. That was so embarrassing. Nothing. Okay. So they stuck him. Right. Because, you know, and, and, and again, you probably think I'm overly defensive of Trump, but here's what he did. He said, OK, I'm going to build a condo. Let me hire condo experts. I'm going to build a golf course. Let me hire golf course experts. I got to build a government. Let me hire these morons and how to run a government. You can't put rancid penis in charge of cleaning the swamp. He's a cesspool operator. Well, that's all he's ever done his entire life. Every time. He turned, he, turned a, he turned a sewage pipe on and started dumping sewage into the swamp. He's Roto-Rooter. Call Roto-Rooter. Rancid penis is a cesspool operator. You can't put him in, put him in charge of, of draining the swamp. Right. right? Amazing. So that's, that's, that's what happened. So they put him between a rock and a hard place, but he's a fighter. The stuff he's been able to do, despite the onslaught, has been legendary. And by the way, the, 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 the liberal stuff like gay marriage and women's right to choose, that's never going away. You don't have to worry about that. That, that, that will never go away. The Supreme Court will never touch that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, what about cannabis? I think Trump said that he would legalize I, it. Or I, I said he's going to legalize oh, you it. Did. So that's okay. making a lot of media. Oh, and it people is. People said, oh, that's Scaramucci, you know, trying to appeal to the independents before the midterm. I think, look, Trump doesn't like drugs. He doesn't like alcohol. He lost his brother yeah. to alcoholism. Yes. So he doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. That's why he can fly around with all that energy, right? But I think he legalizes it because the train has already left the station. And then why not regulate it and tax it and make it a revenue source? Because people are using it anyway. Yeah. So, well, let's not pretend anymore. And it's barely a crime in New York City now. They just they just I write, a, I, I they write that, a little ticket for you now. I think that's, that's a smart thing. Yeah, it's barely. I'm not a user, but I think it's a smart thing because the society's already there. Yeah. And you're, a good government should, should reflect 
the wishes of the society as long as it's not endemically or systemically harmful to others. Right. What's your What's your poison then? Tito's vodka. Yeah, I like an tr- occasional drink. I'm not going to BS. And uh, my poison, unfortunately for me, because we all have our different addictions, I'm a little bit of a workaholic. I'm a little bit of an o- o- you know, obsessive compulsive yeah. OCD workaholic. Eh, you love it though. It, it's different. I do. It's different when I you do, love it. You know, but the thing but is, has it, it wor- affected your family it life? It has. Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, I, okay. I mean, we're not talking about my divorce, but we could. Yeah. Uh, my divorce wasn't for political reasons, as reported in the paper. We were having problems in our marriage. Some of that's related to my OCD, always switched on, working a 35-hour work week. I mean, a 35-hour day yeah. in a 24-hour time period. You right. know? And so so those are my weaknesses. But to your point, I love doing it. It's an adrenaline rush for right. me, the way maybe snorting a line or smoking or something. And so it's all good stuff. I, have to, I have to contain that. Otherwise, I'll run off the reservation right. and I'll miss out mm-hmm. on a lot of great things. You actually have OCD? No, I, 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 don't, I don't think I do in the sense that I'm not washing my hands and stuff like that. But right. let me tell you something. You saw in the movie, I was moving those flat screens all over the, uh, you know, all, uh, all over the Bellagio. I'm a perfectionist on, on aesthetics. I yeah. wanted to make sure the thing looked right. No, nope, that's, you, do, do you know what I mean? No, because I, I, cause, no, I saw know, the documentary. That was right. because of the five-gallon keg of iced coffee. That, yeah, well, that was office. funny, right? That was funny. <laughs> five I gallons a, of iced coffee. I got a five-gallon kegerator just in case you, know, you get a little tired. I'm going to shoot you with some adrenaline. Holy shit. He's a motivator. Awesome. He said he knew no, how there was, to there was a scene. Yeah. There was a scene in a movie where I'm I'm talking to these two guys. I said, "Listen, I just got a five gallon keg of uh, cold brew. It's making me a little antsy. Okay, because the whole <laughs> office is going crazy off it. Do you want some? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, but that's what it is, man. Good for you, man. But you know what? You know why you're great at what you do? You're doing you, and that's why you're great at what you do, and you find peace in that. Yeah, yeah. I think, there I is think... a solitude to not faking it. You know, and just being yourself. You I'm having I mean? so much fun doing this podcast. Well, well I, I enjoy being. I, I think everyone has. Yeah. I think That's everyone exactly. has OCD when they're doing what they love. Like when I'm opening a restaurant, you know, I'm cooking. Yeah, I'm a, I could be there all day. And it won't bother me at all. Well, because it's your passion. That's right. why I asked that question. I'm a workaholic. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to embarrass myself. I'll tell you, I have been in seven countries, twenty-two cities in the last seven weeks, marketing my fun. Mm. That's a little bit of post-Labor Day workaholism. So I'm taking my family on a cruise down to the Caribbean, nice. going to chill out for a little while. Awesome. But I can get revved up. But I got to also tell you, you saw, the, you saw the movie, right? How are you going from that neighborhood and that house right. to the world of financial independence if you're not revved up and you're right. not taking risk get and it. getting body slammed? You know but, what I mean? Like I try to explain to my kids, they're growing up with a lot more comfort than me. You got to throw the ball. Yeah. And when you're throwing the ball, you're going to get intercepted. And you got you to gotta deal with it. Do you know you, what I mean? Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> yeah, you, Huey Lewis in the news? You like Huey Lewis in the news? They're okay. American Psycho, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's Brad, got the Brad look. Elson. He's got the Wall Street. He's a, no, no. a hedge fund that guy. Great. That was a great book, though. <laughs> the book. That was great, great. Yeah, the book people is better than the movie. Yeah, yeah but people don't understand. Better. Christian Slater. I'm not Christian Slater. Christian Bale. Uh, Bale. Yeah, he Christian played, Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale. Yeah, they toned down the movie. The book is insane. The book is insane. That's a great book. It's insane. All right, well, you guys have been too yeah, kind. Yeah, yeah, let's get I, you out of here, man. Thank you. I got uh, I got to tell you, I'm very happy being here. Thank you. Oh, guys. really? Thanks, Anthony uh, Scaramucci. The documentary is called Mooch. I enjoyed it, and then the book, please, once again. Yeah, the blue collar president. It's a uh, it's a real story about the campaign and my honest assessment of things. And I spare nobody in the book, especially myself. Right. So if you want to read about my, if you hate my ass and you want to read about my shortcomings, buy the book. Right on. Can right. you say one thing? Just yeah. say Joey, take it away. 
Joey, take it away. Thank you. So there you have it, Opie and Anthony. The mooch, that is. Great stuff. Quick shout out to our friend Phil at PM Tick, T-I-C-K, who wants you to check out his brother's jams on SoundCloud. Just search Moochie. Hmm, sounds like a theme going on here today. And that's M-O-O-C-H-Y-Y. And if you want a shout out, follow back, or have something you'd like to share, just DM me at Joey Salvia on Twitter. Holidays are coming up, and you might want to score some points or impress your friends and family. Of course, we also offer you time on the Opie Radio Rant Line, 888-505-6743. There's a three-minute time limit on the messaging, and if we like what we hear, you'll be featured on an episode like this. Joey, Opie, call. This is Scott from New York City. Big, long-time fan. Love you guys. The show's great. I have a breakup story. Well, it's more like a story of a breakup that happened before we ever got together because mm-hmm. I'm stupid. <laughs> so I met this girl on Tinder and she sends me her pictures. She's a dancer. She's fucking hot. <laughs> great body. The whole nine. We're talking. We're hitting it off. We're texting back and forth. While that's going on, I text my friend and I send him his pictures and I'm like, yo, this chick is hot, man. I, I want to fucking put my shit in her. I want to do things to her. Unchristian things. I want to have fun with her. <laughs> right? So... Long story short, I'm talking to the girl, I'm talking to my friend, and this also ties into Carl's situation with Gina, oh. how, how she got on the show the, the other day. But anyway, long story short, too late. I'm, she, we're, we're setting up a date now, we're, we're going to go out, and I decide to text my friend, and I don't know why I said this, because I'm stupid, and I said <laughs> to my friend after he replied that she's hot, I said, oh my God, I can't wait to cream pie her. I, I smell what you're cooking. I sent it to her. Yeah, she got that message, and that was the end of us ever talking. So she would have been the love of my life. She would have been the apple to my eye, and I screwed it up. So there's your breakup story. You guys suck. No, you guys are great. I love the show. Keep it up. Thanks. We appreciate that, Scott. And I feel bad for you. I've been in that situation with texting, though. Just not that bad. Let's do one more, because then we have a special plug we want to get to. Hey, Oak. Hey, Carl. It's Matt from Jersey. Hey, man, episode 54, one of the best I've heard. I've been listening to you for a long time back in the NEW days. Um, but when you go into the stories about your childhood, your father, your mom, some of the kooky things you guys have done, it makes your radio gold. So keep going. Keep it up. Guys, I enjoy it. Carl, I'll see you on guys. Uh, Grocery games. Shows, and we will see you again. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Matt. Real quick announcement, you know our friend Stuttering John Melendez, he has that cool book out, Easy For You To Say, You Should Pick It Up. And Stuttering John has a podcast where our very own Tim Sabian appeared, episode 26. Here's Tim talking to John about how Greg helped Joe Rogan back in the day when he wasn't really doing as much as he is these days. I mean, he's very busy these days. We all know that. He's everywhere, including the number one podcast on the planet Earth. So, Tim, now you're working with Opie um, from Opie and Anthony. And, you know, I know. And uh-huh. and it's like you went from one, you know, you know, a radio icon now to another one. And, you know, and I, I and I like Opie. I just did his show. And that's where I, I hung out yeah. with you in New York. Someone tweeted me a question and saying, um, what's with the Opie and Joe Rogan war? Is, is there a war between Opie and Joe Rogan? I Honestly, I don't think there is at all. I, I don't know where that came from because, you know, if you look at the history, Opie was the guy that uh, chose and really 
made the decision to put Joe Rogan on the Opie and Anthony channels at Sirius XM. He was the one that supported uh, Joe Rogan. And because I remember at the time I was appointed the Opie and Anthony channel and I oversaw that. And, and that was one of the prominent shows on the channels that Opie fought for and stood up for on a regular basis. Uh, so I, let me tell you, from my perspective, I don't think that there'd be any rift because uh, Opie was literally the guy that started, uh, you know, and helped or was one of the contributors to the Joe Rogan experience. I didn't know that, but yeah, yeah, no, some, you know, look, look, again, this is people on Twitter, Tim. I don't know how. Yeah. I, I don't and, know. And, and Joe Rogan is, is one of the most incredible podcasts out there. I mean, he's probably the most powerful, most influential uh, podcasters and interviewers of. Of the day, I mean, this guy has really, really stepped up his game and really mastered the craft uh, and come a long, long way. I, I hear everybody that appears on there; he's just gotten incredible results. Uh, is you know after their appearances on their whatever brands they're you know they're affiliated with. So Rogan has a real impact. Uh, in the podcast world. You can find that episode 26 on Stutter and John's podcast, the Stutter and John podcast. What else would it be called? And by the way, our friends over there at, not Fetter Knives, but Fader Knives at G Billy on Twitter, our friend Jeff there, he got insulted, I think, that I, I made that hashtag. Fuck Jeff. I'm now I'm paying for it. I'm never going to get a knife. So maybe this will turn things around. From now on, hashtag don't fuck Jeff. Wrap it up, I take it. Wrap it up, I take it. Don't forget to go to obradio.com for that cool merch like hats and t-shirts and what have you. You can even listen to a stream of this podcast on that page. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. How about a cool comment about the show? Make sure you hit up Carl Ruiz's. See, now I'm saying Ruiz, too. I was told it was Ruiz, and so for 50-something episodes, I've been saying his last name wrong, and nobody corrected me, including his best buddy, who happened to not know as well. But hit him up at Sabor Chef on Instagram. Not just Twitter, but on Instagram. He's looking to bump up his followers. I think he's around 30,000 or something, which is ridiculous because I'm at like 300. But I don't care. It doesn't make a difference. I'm just showing my cats and my family pictures and, and a couple of music things. His Instagram is way more entertaining. All right, so I got a gig to get to right now, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next time on Westwood One's Podcast Network's Opie Radio.